representante del pueblo es más que el propio pueblo. Es un delirio, es el delirio en el que vive la casta política. Entonces, en nuestro gobierno, los políticos van a tener que vivir la misma vida que vive el ciudadano común. Swapping the Westminster jungle for the Australian outback. Tonight, Nigel Farage was dumped in the Antipodean room. A controversial politician and a contentious choice for many for the only celebrity. His first task, along with two fellow contestants, to complete his first challenge. His main mission is to show them to rebound. To World News with Resistance Chicks. Ooh. We're your hosts, Leah and Michelle. It's Sunday, which means we're going to go all around the world now. Leah. Yes. In the description that you sent me today. Yeah. You said this. I want to read your words exactly. You are in for a wild and delightful ride today. I believe so. We're in for a wild... <coughs> with frogs in my throat. A wild and delightful ride... Let me tell you why it's delightful. It's delightful because Resistance Chicks is coming up on our eight-year anniversary. Yeah. Eight what? year anniversary. What? Eight year anniversary. Really? Well, we started in 2017, so we're entering. End of 2016. End of 2016, going into 2024. Is that eight or seven? I think it's seven, dude. Is it seven? Yeah, so yeah. we're entering into our eighth year. Yeah, seven year seven anniversary, anniversary. eight my year. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so very close. Yeah, I added a year to our, our the age Ooh. of our show. I was like, wait a minute, did I miss a year? Okay, so we're about to complete our seven year anniversary, go into our eighth year. Yes, ma'am. Now, when we started this show, that was a good number. Very, very first year we were doing resistance chicks. Economist magazine comes out, we're talking about Le Pen, Gert Wilders. There's a lot going on. We're so hopeful. So hopeful. It was. It, it was, was like the year of winning. It's gonna be and Trump and the whole nine yards. It's gonna be awesome. We're gonna winning, have Trump. Winning, winning. We're gonna have a pen. We're gonna have Gert Wilders. It's gonna boom, be boom, awesome. Boom. Taking on the deep state. Taking on a new world order. Boom, boom, boom. We're slashing them. Boom, boom. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. We got this YouTube channel. We're getting sixty, seventy thousand views. And we got. It's fun. We're just doing everything, man. And it's it's just awesome. And Gert Wilders doesn't win. No. His party, he does, he's been in, Gert Wilders is a Dutch politician who's been in politics for about 25 years. He particularly wins his seat, but the blowout of the anti-mass migration right. uh, party, uh, the conservative party, did not um, manifest, and neither did, and, and Le Pen did not win either. And Le Pen did not win it either. Yeah. So, it was so disappointing. And but we had hope. We did, but it was like one of those things like you're going to have to wait another four years or wait, you know, whatever. And Le Pen didn't win the next. And the Le next. Pen didn't win. And then, so we were covering it all and we get so excited and it's like, yeah, oh, yeah. And I had to wait. 
right? It's kind of like if you don't make it to go to the Olympics, you're like, oh uh, my uh, gosh, four more years, but I'm going to do it. Yes, ma'am. I'm doing it. And we did it. And now we are here. We did it. We, we did it. We did it. We won. We didn't even know we were, we were, we didn't, we didn't know we needed to root for Argentina. <laughs> <laughs> well, we won there, man. We were, everybody's waving Argentine flags, like libertarians over here, like, woo, we didn't even know what was going on. You know what was so great? I think it was great that we didn't know what was going on down there because I don't think the deep state did either. <laughs> you know kept it under the radar there like yeah I, and honestly i really think it has a lot to do with the language barrier you think it's easier for like bugle and el salvador it kept like, it under the uh, radar we are locking there. up like, yeah. all of the ms-13 and we are just putting them all in mass uh, mass trials everybody's like wow you're really far down there okay <laughs> oh just um yeah ba- i don't really know what to say but go ahead do your thing uh in argentina <clears throat> kind of the same thing was a socialist country and they just fell like a rock it fell like a rock and I, so, so for me, it's one of those things where it's the ultimate of redemption and in your face. In your face, like, I take baby. it personally. In your face. I am, I am taking the Gert Wilders bin. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> you are taking the Gert Wilders bin as von Avaron. <laughs> yes. That's all right. That's all right. Very good. Very I good. am taking the Gerd Wilders bin Very as good. my own. Yes, yes, you do. I take it personally. I feel like I've just we punched divide. YouTube and the deep state in the face. We Devon. Yes, we Devon. We Devon. So I'm so excited about this, and we're gonna play um, his reaction and his his speech, which is not in English. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is so. Ain't I been saying it, Ernie? I've been saying it. I've been, been saying, saying it. it. We're we are winning. You winning? I'm winning. So, Friday show. Yes. Jury's still out of Mike Johnson, yeah. Speaker of the House here. However, however, he prayed a very powerful prayer. Yes. And is essentially calling on the judgment of God on America. He is. And it was a very impassioned prayer. And I don't think he's an actor. Although all politicians are. Um, I, he he got choked he, up in the middle of the prayer. A little bit, yeah. Like the power of God kind of hit him. Yeah. Now, whether he's undergoing some sort of like Trump anointing, mm-hmm. you remember when Trump had an anointing and it had nothing to do with Trump, it had everything to do with what God was doing, mm-hmm. could definitely be one of those. Mm-hmm. But we, what we have been feeling in the spirit and seeing on the streets yeah. is trickling up. It is. To manifest in these bigger wins for the world it to see. Is. I can tell you, I can tell you all something right now. With what happened in Argentina, and I just keep thinking, don't cry for me, Argentina. I have, I have, I'm, I'm Bumblebee from, I, songs always come to my head. It's mm-hmm. almost a disability. Um, and it's literally consistent throughout my whole life. I just don't always verbalize it uh-huh. and sing them. Um, but they play over and over in my head. So in Argentina, uh-huh. in the Netherlands with Gert Wilders, we are seeing these absolute stunning winds and the deep state is terrifying. I guarantee to you, okay? They think they got the elections in the United States on the, in the United States on lockdown. Yes, ma'am. But they don't have Argentina clearly, or the Netherlands. And you know what I love about Gert Wilders is that he has a track record. Oh yeah. Some of these people you've never heard of them from Adam, and they rise to the top, and you get really excited about them, and then it turns out they're just giant turd face Kavanaugh, mm-hmm. right? And you just kind of like feel like I went with, I did go with the flow. I went with the flow. I bought into the lie. But with Gert Wilders, you can't, actually, and the same thing with Melee. 
by the way, even though we haven't heard of him, there is a consistent track record of his hard line stances. Yeah, um, go ahead and open up my tabs here when you do. I've got a really good uh, uh, video on this from GB News. Uh, Gert Wilders in the Netherlands has kind of been called the Dutch uh, Donald Trump, but he is not. He has been. He's, he's too extreme to be Donald Trump. No, that's not really what I was going to say. He's not but a it's also celebrity. True. He's been a politician for 25 years. He's put in the work. He's made the um, effort to even cross party lines. And he has been on the ground talking about the, the problems and the solutions in the Netherlands for years. Okay, so he's not he's he's not actually a Dutch. What uh, I mean Donald by Trump. him, and actually, I would say if anything, Donald Trump is a. But Donald Trump is has of, made a commitment to go down and visit Melee. I'm talking about Gert Wilders. Oh, you said you said Mille, I said though. I said Gert Wilders. Oh, okay, you, with the 25 years because mm-hmm. you said Gert. M- no, Melee is a celebrity. He was a TV host. He is he could be okay, rightfully I think you called or I misheard. He could rightfully be called a Dutch. A, um, he was a soccer player. An Argentina celebrity. Uh, celebrity, yeah. But the, uh, let's start with Gert Wilders over there with the uh, win in the Netherlands, which is absolutely huge. And let's do, let's. Uh, I want to hear what GB News has to say here on this particular win. With you have uh, to give me a second because she didn't okay. have any of her tabs ready. So Leah doesn't. Mich- I love uh, how Michelle. Michelle, Michelle listen, you know we do not have any professionalism on this show. It is little sister, big sister. It is literally you don't roll with it. You don't just like. I'm okay, trying to roll with it, but, but how? You, we, you know what we need. But you could just say, we "Hey, give me a second. signs. We need like little signs where I can give you like, like yo, you're yo, ready yo, for I me to press play on the video, but I have to switch screens. Okay, and I have to actually pull up. Okay, the tab. so we need a little. We need a little, like a little. We need a little like like, don't, like a don't like a, don't go to dead air just yet. I I, I can keep talking. I, I got plenty of articles to talk about. No, right, I'm ready. Right. So do think it's this is why you come. Hey, consummate professionals Would here. Would they want to come to any you, other you kind of show? You always hear about what's happening behind the scenes because there is no behind the scenes. This is the scene. This is the scene. Ready? Yeah. Because if we look at the polls until October, um, a good result was to be expected for Herr Wilders, but such a result was not to be expected. So that definitely uh, is an aftershock effect of the things that happened in Israel on October 7th. I mean, this has really changed the entire conversation about migration from Portugal to Poland uh, and, of course, also in the U.S. and uh, and Great Britain. So these effects are definitely playing a significant role in the right-wing shift that we are currently observing all over Europe. He has been described as the Dutch Donald Trump, and and to be fair, he does have the shock of blonde hair. Um, Would you describe that as an accurate description? No, I think it's a little unfair because uh, Gerd Wilders is the longest serving member of the Dutch parliament. He entered it in 1998. So he basically has been the Dutch Trump before there was an American Trump in politics. Uh, I agree with you. They have the same flamboyant style. So they have the same kind of of you know humor and populist approach to politics. But in many ways, they are different. Uh, of course, where you're correct is that at least also for Donald Trump in 2016, so also for Gerd Wilders now, the main topic is, migra- is migration. And for most Europeans, migration has been a key issue in voting since the mid-1990s. So I have to say when 
news reporters say this is the far right. It's the far right to the eyes of the media and the political establishment. But for many people, his positions are just common sense. And I think these people are now less shy in voting for these parties and voicing their opinion. So this is why I believe that what we saw in the Netherlands is just the beginning. It will be followed by similar events next year in Austria. Uh, it will be followed by similar events in 2025 in Germany and potentially also during the next presidential elections in France, where Marine Le Pen and her party are already searching in the polls and in popularity. It's going to happen. And do you think the, the, the main driver of this is the migration issue? Well, I think migration has always been a main driver. But in the past, the problem was that people kind of felt uncomfortable in, in talking about the discomfort they feel with immigration. But after what happened, particularly with the demonstrations in major European cities uh, in connection with the atrocities committed by Hamas in Israel uh, and the pro-Palestinian um, you know, demonstrations that were very, very close to be, being pro-Hamas uh, demonstrations, I think that that shyness, that hesitation has fallen away. So I think the likelihood of people who were kind of on the edge of voting for right-wing populist parties, I think a significant number of them is now kind of going over the edge and will vote for them in the next election. Boom. So ready to keep winning. It's actually, it's actually, it's a, a huge win. You don't even know. I, we've been with this. Covering I wanna, this can for I get a, a show of hands of anybody in the chat that was with us? Like, I know Barry. Back in 2017 when we were covering this. Like, for real. This has just been a long time coming. And we weren't even in it. And Gert Wilder's been in it. Hurt. 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 Don't say the G. Let's see if we can't I don't think I can switch to Hurt Wilder's, though. I'm just going to be honest. I wonder if I could find that picture of that Economist magazine. It was very, it was like this tarot card looking thing. Oh, I'll find it. All right, but before you find it, can we play any more videos? Or we, we're, we... we're ready to go. Okay, so if we got the window up, well, I want to steam through some of these to let you guys know. Steam through them, but we're not screen sharing who, right now. Uh, Maybe we are. Mr. Wielders is. We're going to go back in time a little bit, and I'm going to play some videos so you can kind of remember Let's who see he if is. We're screen sharing here. We are not. Hang on one second. We're going to do the same thing with Melee because you guys are in for a treat today. The videos that I've got, you guys. All right, so here we go. We have. Um, say the word. I want you to say the first word. Program of Gert Wilders and his uh, party in uh, re reduction of Islamization. No Muslim schools, Qurans, or mosques. Prohibition of wearing Islamic headscarf in government building. Freezing asylum and generally stricter immigration policies. Border controls banning asylum seekers from safe neighboring countries. Uh, arrest and deportation of illegally present immigrants. Withdrawal of temporary asylum permits for Syrians. Um, keep going. Okay. When it comes to miles. I hate it. Too many. Why not? No. Sure. One word? Well, not enough two words. Insufficient. Respect. Hang on, wait, wait. We have to do this for our audio. So, so, I so misunderstood this an, what this was. Okay, this I'm going to start a negative over. video about <clears throat> Gert Wilders. But I want you guys to see how they're portraying him. 
But no, it looks like he's been asked to respond in one mm. word mm. to these words, which yeah. for our podcast listeners, they have no idea what's going on. Okay. And even for our audio listeners, that was very, or for our visual listeners, that was very confusing. I'm going to try one more this time. This is from Vice. I know, but this is, he's been asked, th these are, this is a genuine interview, the way that this is rolling. I think it's cut. It, I don't think it is, because okay. he says in one word. But that was at the end. Okay. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, positive. All right, then I'll, th it's your clip. The respect. Fantastic. So he loves Brexit. Say the word. I want he, he respects Trump, and, and they're painting is, him as a bad guy. But if it's completely cut and put together... Then there, that's all surmises. But he doesn't like migration. That's the whole point. I got okay. more videos. All right, all right, I got more. I got, I got plenty. Follow. That was very confusing. If it's not real, no, it is real. And then basically talking about, uh, well, can we just go on? Yeah. All right. <laughs> yes, we can. Okay. It's your clip. Well, I, it wasn't confusing to me. Okay. So I didn't want to. No, uh, no, no. It either is a real clip. Or it is not a real clip. I would just like to know. That's all. I don't, that's I don't a genuine know. question. I don't know. But okay. it seemed cut to me. Okay. Were, really, it was cut, one of those I ads was... where they were just like, this is what he thinks. Boom. This I know, is what but the, he thinks. The, and then the, the other the, was in the, kind of one the, word. The mannerisms of which he, it looked like he was generally taking a breath and okay. thinking to respond in okay. one word to those things. That's what it looked like it to doesn't me. Like, he doesn't like mass migration. Here is his actual uh, victory speech here. And the hope from Nederland is... That the mensen... Now you're going to have to uh, interpret. You're going to have to interpret. You're going to have to read. Okay. <clears throat> the hope in the Netherlands is... Go ahead. That, that people will get their country back. We will ensure that the Netherlands will be for the Dutch again. That the asylum, tsunami, and immigration will be limited. That people get more money in their wallet again. Instead of us spending tens of billions on nonsense. That safety in the Netherlands will be back in order. That healthcare will be in order again. Which party can best achieve this? And then, there you go. So, I just keep thinking how, like, the, the farmers that have put in so much time to yeah. protest what's going on mm -hmm. right now must feel amazing. Oh, everybody does. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. Here's a uh, clip here from... Uh, our good old Hayden Hopkins, who who's friends with Who her. would have thought Gert Wilders gets a majority in Holland? <laughs> Thank you so much to the Dutch people and to my friend Gert Wilders, a man who has been vilified who has had lawfare after him all the time who has been slandered who has had to travel and live separately from his wife and family in order to try and protect them i empathize i really do but it turns out if you stay true to what you believe in you're authentic to what you believe in and you just hold that line good things happen. So to get, I couldn't be more pleased for you to the Dutch people. Thank you. Thank you for giving your backing to Gert Wilders. Yes. Who would have thought? <laughs> Gert Wilders. She's the best. That was a really great reaction video. Fun. I think that's really fantastic. Okay, here's another one. Uh, I think you're going to have to read. This is uh, kind of a, a clip on immigration here. Moroccans are overrepresented oh, no, enormously in the Dutch crime statistics. More than 60% of the Moroccan youth under the age of 23 has been arrested by the Dutch police. 
they are in general, when it comes to violent street crimes, 20 times off, more often been arrested on many crimes. But if a given society has a, a problem with members of one particular group, is it wise for a politician to ostracize the whole group? Well, you know, it's wise to tell the truth. I did not invent that people from Morocco are overrepresented in the statistics. Is that high rate of crime because these people are Moroccan or is that also because they are unemployed? I'm not a psychologist or sociologist. I don't care why people are criminal. Moroccans are overrepresented <laughs> enormously they're criminals, in the they're criminals. <laughs> What's wrong with you? We call it Nexit. Now years ago he was for leaving the European Union. If I would become the Prime Minister of the Netherlands next year, after I would win the elections, close the Dutch borders for immigrants from Islamic countries immediately. You'd be only, only be able to do that, of course, if you followed Britain out of the European Union. Exactly. I mean, in order. We transferred our sovereign rights, not only when it comes to our monetary policy or our budgetary policy, but also our immigration policy. Um, we transfer that to Brussels, so we have to regain our so you would hold a referendum? We would hold a referendum in the Netherlands for Let's what we call a nexit, the Dutch leaving, go. in order to be able to toughen up our immigration policies. It cannot be done, and it will not be done by Brussels and the European Union. You have to become a sovereign nation again in order to do that. You're seeing that uh, Viktor Orban and, and Hungary and Poland are really struggling because the European Union keeps telling them what to do and, and putting in telling them the um, numbers that they need. I do believe this one is going to need to be read here. The freedom of expression ligt onder vuur. is under attack, when it comes to criticism of Islam. The European Court of Human Rights recently upheld the criminal conviction in Austria of a woman who suggested that the so-called prophet Muhammad had pedophile tendencies. While it is generally known Muhammad was a pedophile, Madam Speaker, mind you, it says so in the Hadith, the Islamic traditions, I quote, Bukhari, and he married Aisha when she was six years old and consummated that marriage. Muhammad, still today, the perfect example for one and a half billion Muslims, had sex with a nine-year-old girl, and that makes you a pedophile. So how is it possible when you speak about it that you are convicted? How can you be convicted for speaking the truth? Can the minister renounce that absurd ruling of the European court? No one should ever be convicted for speaking the truth about Muhammad or Islam, Madam Speaker. It is also ridiculous that because of tweets that I myself sent out with similar statements about Muhammad, hundreds of Turkish mosque organizations in the, in the Netherlands are threatening to go to court to force Twitter to cancel my account. An example of the sickly urge to silence all Islamic critics, Madam Speaker. What does the minister think of this? And what does he think about the fact that a Pakistani cleric recently, I did not hear him, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, issued a fatwa against me. I did not hear him about it. Issued a fatwa against me. I think that's a bad translation. A fatwa over my <clears throat> Calling on Muslims to kill me. And, is it the minister and does the minister agree with me that it is unacceptable that our ambassador in Pakistan is now being threatened by those extremist barbarians? Madam Speaker, criticism of religion is allowed. Speaking the truth about Muhammad is allowed. Making a cartoon is allowed. That is all allowed in this country. Because the freedom of speech is the most precious thing we have.
but we have to defend it. We must have the courage to defend that freedom every day. And what, and that is what this minister, so sorry guys, can do. By strongly renouncing that weird statement of the European court, when it comes to the ruling of the European court, it is of course the biggest trifling answer he could have given. I had hoped that the minister would say, I will renounce the ruling of the European court because the freedom of speech is our most important freedom and our most important achievement. And for me personally, it is about the only freedom I still have. But now it is being thrown away by judges in Austria, by the European court, but also by politicians who have opened the borders in recent decades, even up to this day, to let millions of Muslims and instead of demanding that they assimilate into our society, submit to and facilitate Islam, making laws to silence Islam critics because they are too cowardly to defend our liberties. With that, Madam Speaker, they sign the capitulation. They just throw away our freedom, which our parents and grandparents fought for. Austria, Mr. Minister, has reprehensible laws, but the European court legitimizes them. The European court says to Muslims, you are the boss around here and we even protect you against the truth. And I do not want such a European court, Madam Speaker. I do not want a court to shut us up. And I do not want any Turkish mosque organizations that are going to litigate in five European county countries to limit our liberties. This is the Netherlands. If you prefer to live under Islamic laws, then leave the Netherlands. Then live in an Islamic country. Madam Speaker, our liberties are more valuable to us than the politically correct institutions like the European court where judges behave like frightened cowards, people who capitulate traitors of freedom. Enough of that. Defending our freedom is our outright duty. And I call on the minister to take that seriously. Do not recite a prepared text, but take it seriously. Do you now say that the statement of the European court, which confirmed the conviction of someone who spoke the truth about Prophet Muhammad, that you renounce that ruling? This is that intense. is what you must do. This is an intense guy. Like he is, <clears throat> he's a fighter of kind of a different kind of epic proportions. I love him. Um, let me try to find that's a really good video. Uh, I got another clip of him um, in his parliament here. You did Shoot. just skip one, I don't know if it matters. There we go. Okay. So it's not just a few um, rotten apples that make Muslim look bad. I say to the prime minister, stop pushing that nonsense fairy tale. This is a large majority 700,000 Muslims out of 900,000 who reject our free society. And you, Mr. Prime Minister, have imported a monster called Islam into our country. Which has put our country in danger. Therefore, I propose for the 100,000th time to the cabinet, Madam Speaker, one, recognize that Islam is a violent ideology. One that comes with hate and terror and thus has no place in the Netherlands. Two, close our borders immediately to asylum seekers and immigrants from Islamic countries reject the Open Borders Treaty in uh, Schengen and reintroduce border checks. Three, start dismantling institutions of Islam 
such as mosques, and begin with all those mosques that receive foreign funding. It's interesting. That's a good point. And where, for example, Dianet, the Turkish Ministry of Religious Affairs, makes the rules instead of us. Four, lock up everybody who threatens us with violence or uses violence or deport them and get those hundreds of members and those thousands of sympathizers of jihadists and lock them up preemptively if necessary. Five, speaker, ask all schools, newspapers, media to show a Muhammad cartoon. <laughs> Not to provoke, but to show that we never give in to threats and violence and that we proudly support our freedoms. Speaker, to wrap up, I have a message for all Muslims in the Netherlands who do not respect our freedom or democracy and our core values, who find the rules of the Quran more important than our secular laws. I'm just gonna just play it, do not read it out loud. Okay. And blijkt uit het onderzoek van professor Koopmans. En mijn boodschap aan hen is, wegwezen. Vertrek naar een islamitisch land. Dan kunt u genieten van islamitische regels. Dat zijn hun regels, maar niet de onze. Dit is ons land. Niet uw land, maar ons land. Dit is Nederland. This is why they were afraid of him. And this is why I am terrified after rewatching these videos of playing them on Facebook. Woof. Uh, I should have done the uh, Realtor segment on Rumble only. Uh, <laughs> just start with Melee. Melee is more just the libertarian, anarcho-libertarian. Anarcho uh, but I do have Neil Oliver here on Gert. So what does the Gert Wilders win mean for Europe? My first guest this evening is Ralph Schulhammer, academic and political commentator to contemplate the implications. And Ralph hopefully joins me now down the line. Are you there, Ralph? I am there. Can you hear me, Neil? I can. I could do with a little bit more volume on Ralph if someone can turn Ralph up a little bit. Uh, Ralph, what do you think the result means, uh, the result for the, the, the PVV result means for the imminent future of the Netherlands? Well, I think for the Netherlands, it's probably going to be now a significant number of months where they try to form a government. It is not yet clear if Gerd Wilders will pull off becoming prime minister because he needs the cooperation with at least three to four other parties. But what is really crucial is that this is the first time in a Western European country a supposed right-wing populist party came in first after it became Italy slightly different. So as we would say, the dikes have broken. And I think this is the real significant event that is going on here. Do you think what's happened with Wilders and PVV will have uh, consequential impacts elsewhere in Europe? You know, is, does it fire a starting pistol for something else? Oh, yes, absolutely. There is very often a comparison when people talk about Europe, right? It's like the 1920s, the 1930s. But that's an absurd comparison. Gerd Wilders is not a fascist. That's entirely ridiculous. But I think what is a good comparison would be 1845, right? 1848 was a big revolutionary year in Europe. And I think Europe has entered pre-revolutionary territory. Now, you have an elite that is unwilling to as you said in the introductory remarks, the uniparties, they cling to the status quo. And underneath them, you have all these different movements now that, that pop up. As Dr. Freire said before, right, some of them have different names, they have different ideologies. And you see this now spreading from Eastern Europe to Western Europe. You see it in Dublin, right? You see it in all these different areas. So I think we are in a pre-revolutionary quasi-1848 a moment and it's unclear different countries will come to different solutions there will be different movements but this uprising against a status quo maintaining elite i think that is definitely something that's going to spread over the next couple of years 
For me, I don't know what you think, but I think it's important, vital to notice, to be aware that what has happened in Europe, it, 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 was, a, it was made to happen. It didn't happen by itself. You know, the sudden influx of people, you know, it's not necessarily the new people's fault. You know, they were, they were on, they're on the move as well for reasons beyond their control also. You know, but we, we ought to be mindful to look up for the answers to who made this happen and not to each other. God. No, I agree. And let's not forget one thing. Let me bring in some optimism into this conversation. The whole point of democracy is that it is anti-status quo. The whole idea that you have the people voicing their opinions, that you have the, the possibility to change the political direction without changing the entire political system. That is the strength of democracy. There is this idea that we all have to vote for Labour or the Tories, or that we have to vote for the Conservatives or Social Democrats. But that's not true. That's not what democracy is about. The very idea of democracy is that if the people are dissatisfied, they can form new movements and they can give them their allegiance. And then they either have to deliver or they disappoint. And this is the situation that Herr Wilders will find himself in. So honestly, don't listen to what everybody says. This is a life sign of democracy. I mean, what do you want? Do you want people to have the opportunity to vote for other parties? Or do you want them to have the revolution in the street? I mean, I don't think that the latter one is you know, entirely out of, the, out of the possible. But I'd rather have changings on changes at the voting booth and then change that makes life better for the people than to force them to go into the streets. Frank Ferreira, what do you make of that? A lifeline for democracy, that this, that, that, this idea that, it's a, a, that this is a hopeful sign short of bloody flaming revolution? Well, it is. I mean, without a doubt, it's for the first time in my life that I've seen a, a trend crystallizing whereby uh, a lot of people that were voiceless beforehand are taking themselves seriously and are organizing and doing stuff. And these are not university educated professors and university educated activists. These are people, ordinary people who've decided that enough is enough. And you know, the thing about democracy that people forget is that when democracy was invented, it was preceded by the development of hatred for democracy. Anti-democratic theories preceded democratic theories because the Greek elites hated the demos. And in many ways, you know, the, the, the uh, pathologization of populists actually begins in Greece. And that theme of, of, of trying to, mm. in a sense, undermine democracy continues to this day. And I think what Ralph is really saying is that at the end of the day, the only weapon we have that could actually bring things forward is democracy. So we, we have to take democracy very seriously and push it as far as possible. Ralph, to, to come back to you, obviously Mille in, in Argentina is a very different place, in a different circumstance, in a different context. But is that also, at the other end of the world, part of the same picture that you're talking about, that, that Frank Ferretti is talking about? I think so. And I think right, what they share in common is kind of this idea of doing something new, even though some gradations are different. Now, about Mila in Argentina, what I think is really important is that he has realized it's not just the other parties or the parties in power. There is a permanent bureaucracy. It is really what we have to overcome, because this is also the problem for Wilders, this is the problem for Meloni, this is the problem for every quote-unquote populist that comes into power, that there are many, many agencies that are entirely unaccountable to the electorate, and they will just grind on. It doesn't matter for them who's in power, right? There's this famous saying, I think it was Edgar Hoover, who said he doesn't care who's... Let's just pause a moment to appreciate this conversation that's happening right now. 
between a Dutch, obviously political commentator, and a beautiful Scottish UK commentator, and the resistance chicks here in the United States, and the rest of you all around the world, and we're all saying the same thing, that we know that there are these underground bureaucracies that are unelected, and they just grind on. And they're the ones that actually push the buttons and pull the levers and actually get all the things done. So when we think that we're voting in parties for change, mm. the people and the politicians have no control. The people that have the control are people who are unelected, who are there pushing papers, making regulations that aren't law. Okay? And so let's just soak it in for a moment. Because what you have is truly a great awakening and this is why we do our world news program because it doesn't matter if he's got this dutch accent and we've got neil Oldeberg with his scottish accent and he's got his big old dogs and they're just absolutely beautiful um but we all are coming into like this universal god like spiritual mode and in, and as we begin to cross paths and we begin to see things at this on a spiritual level then we're all just like like hi there in the netherlands how are you and like we can speak and hey argentinians i don't speak spanish but i speak deep state do you and it's like a universal language it's like when you begin to have <clears throat> like the holy spirit is a translator then you're actually it's not words that you're trying to convey. It's a message and a spiritual level. When you're a spiritual being, there are no languages. So when you are disembodied from your body, you're, you're actually going to speak a universal language, which is why I tell people to speak in tongues. Because in heaven, we all speak a universal language. So in the spirit realm, the demons speak a universal language to all of those in the deep state, in, in, that, in their evil realm. And in, in God's realm, there's a universal language. It speaks into your spirit. And then we've been actually been doing a really great job of translating what we're hearing on the spiritual level into a language. And then we've got these, you know, great translators who are translating to let us know that, yeah, this crazy guy with crazy hair. I don't know if the prerequisite is crazy hair, though. <laughs> Because Gerd Vialitters and Melee and Trump all have some pretty intense I hair. want to read this comment from South Falls. Your weekly newscast is my favorite newscast. Your check's in the mail. President under him. And now we don't have one J. Edgar Hoover. We have like 10, 100 J. Edgar Hoovers. You know, every... What do you know about J. Edgar Hoover <laughs> and the FBI? How is it that you know this thing? How is it? And he's absolutely right. Everybody now, this every single country is like, oh, look, America got that FBI. Start spying on their citizens. Have a deep state. Let's do something over here. You know, leader of an agency, they pretty much can do what they want because they're not accountable to anyone. So we'll need, and I think this is where Mele goes in the right direction. You need a quote-unquote, I'm being deliberate, provocative, a purge of the bureaucracy, right? You need to kind of, you need to get certain people out if you want to do something new. It's not just the people on top, it's also the people along the line uh, down the entire bureaucratic institutions. And it, it is, the, it's ultimately always the responsibility of the of the people. Is it not? I was very impressed by a line in, in a recent speech by Mule where he said that he hadn't come to guide lambs, but to awaken lions. And I think that kind of rhetoric is, is very potent because people have to be reminded of their innate power as individuals and collectively. And it's manifest in democracy. It is. And I think you point to something because we have to be very careful. If we don't allow this quote unquote politics and their opinions and their views, 
to have an impact in a democratic system, people will turn to really undemocratic politicians. We haven't seen a true fascist in Europe for decades, but I will not rule out that they will appear at some point. And then we'll see, you know, then you can really have the Mussolini-like figures, you know, the Hitler-like figures. And that will be a completely different ballgame. But those charismatic individuals do exist. So if we really want to avoid that from happening, we need to give these voices, as Dr. Freddy has accurately so described, good. the chance to speak within the democratic system, because otherwise they will look for representatives outside the democratic system. Absolutely. That's, so good. That is what is happening in Ireland right now. Yeah. So... Ireland has become woke at its political level, at its deep state level, but not at, at not full, not fully, not all of Ireland. So in Dublin this week, there were some massive pro, uh, protests because a uh, person who is a migrant, probably of Algerian Algerian uh, descent, stabbed three children and two adults. Oh God. Okay. Now, you guys over there in Ireland have a uh, MMA fighter named Conor McGregor. And the people on the streets did something that we do not condone. They got very angry and they took to rioting in the streets. This does nothing. This makes you look like BLM. It makes you look like the pro-Palestinian Hamas Uh uh, rioters and it does not fix anything you're not going to get your answers this way only the left can get power through pro protest and violence but you can't on the right yeah. because you are actually um when you become like them then you will lose you can't you cannot well look the left blm and they've got all them everybody's listening to them you're not going to change by acting like them. You can't burn buildings. You can't set cars on fire. You can't, you will not get anywhere. It, it does nothing. It hurts your message. It hurts other people. It, it's, it's a, it is an, it, it is antithetical to everything that you would uh, think that you be believe in. Let me explain in. something really quick and then we'll get to this article to sum up what you're trying to say. The easiest comparison is the French and the American revolutions. Mm. Okay. You can take a form of violence. Mm -hmm. And if you do not have the power of God with that violence, mm -hmm. it will fail every time. The Revolutionary War here in America worked because our founding fathers were on their face day and night seeking God. They tried to do the same exact thing in France, but they weren't actually on their face seeking God. And so that physical uprising that uprising that kinetic force which we shouldn't have to use anymore by the way so that, there's that, violence and then there's defense i would say let pause on your trying to break down a word what i mean is anything that involves bloodshed okay anything that involves bloodshed that's what so I'm what saying. i'm saying is we we had bloodshed in the american revolution they had bloodshed in the french revolution if you're going to have to do something kinetically in, you have to do it solely and only with the power of God. And what happened in France is they were like, we're going to do what you did. But they thought that what we did was kinetic. 
what we did was spiritual and it just manifested in the kinetic. So without God, it will turn into something completely demonic. So if we're going to talk about doing something with some sort of force, you have to understand that the answer isn't actually in the force. It's in the, the power of God. And if by some chance he will have you do something in the physical, it won't be the physical that got it done. It will still only have been the spiritual. No, and we have, you guys have in Ireland, you have the ability to vote these people out. And to go to the streets, I think that Antifa, again, and some of the far left took advantage of any sort of protest. You see that in France. They're always burning cars. They're always setting things on fire. And I don't believe that this was actually the the far... I guess the point that I'm making is... I'm not going any against you. I'm just saying... If they point. were trying to accomplish a thing, the fruit of what they're doing shows me none of them are seeking God. Because when you aren't seeking God, it ends up in the BLM realm. Yeah, so UFC uh, champion Conor McGregor is weighing again, weighing in again on Thursday's riot following a stabbing attack in Dublin reportedly committed by a man who was given Irish citizenship. But this time he is directly denouncing the violence and urging his fellow countrymen to use political means to fix the problems they face. The city erupted in violence and property destruction after several Irish citizens were stabbed, attacked, and even killed by migrants. McGregor instantly became a loud voice attacking the influx of migrants. But on Friday, it appeared he realized many seemed to think he was validating the riot. Now he begins. Now he's being more clear on his intentions. Uh, he says, I do not condone last night's riots. I do not condone any attacks on our first responders in their line of duty. I do not condone looting and the damaging of shops. You did see actual migrants actually going in and looting stores because of the riots. So this is, this is literally accomplishing the opposite of what you're trying to, you know, accomplish. Uh, he wrote in a uh, post on November 24th, Last night's scenes achieved nothing towards fixing the issues we face. I understand frustrations, however, and I do understand a move must be made to ensure the change we need is, is ushered in and fast. I am in the, in the process of arranging. Believe me, I am way more tactical and I have backing. There will be change in Ireland, mark my words, and change is needed. In the last month, innocent children stabbed leaving school. Ashley Murphy, Murphy murdered. Two Sligo men decapitated. This is not Ireland's future. If they do not act soon with their plan of action to ensure Ireland's face safety, I will. This is a slightly less uh, uh, pugnacious position than he has taken that he is than he has taken previously. And in, in the immediate aftermath of the riot, McGregor scorched Irish police chief <coughs> Drew Harris. For not doing enough to protect Irish people from the threats posed by migrant uh, by the migrant crisis and for blaming his own people for the riots. Harris attributed the riot to the hooligan faction driven by far-right ideology in Dublin, but seemed less willing to attribute ideology or motive to the alleged migrant who reportedly committed the attack. This brought McGregor to blast the official. Innocent children ruthlessly stabbed by a mentally deranged non-national in Dublin, Ireland today. Our chief of police had this to say on the riots in the aftermath. Drew, not good enough. There is grave danger among us in Ireland that should never be here in the first place. And there has been zero action done to support the public in any way, shape, or form with this frightening fact. Not good enough. Make change or make way. Ireland for the victory. Uh, God bless those who uh, those attacked today, we pray. 
In other remarks, McGregor called for all of Ireland to rise up and oppose the open-door migration that has brought such lawlessness and danger into their communities. McGregor took to his Twitter account to voice his anger at the migrant cr crime spree, telling his followers, We are not losing any more of our women or children to sick and twisted people who should not be in Ireland in the first place. Isn't that something? I absolutely... Go ahead, do it. I, the absolute it. picture of weak and feeble. The most divisive of all is the weak man. One of the most horrific crimes this nation uh, ever has ever seen has occurred. We do not care anymore what you said. Uh, causes cases have gone got to say. In a war, you are nothing. We are not backing down. We are only warming up. There will be no backing down until real change is implemented for the safety of our nation. We are not losing any more of our women and children. Um, and. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna skip I'm gonna skip that. So I actually have a clip that I'm gonna play after we do uh, some more uh, coverage of melee, uh, where people in I believe Dublin are asked what is the most common baby name in their city, and you might not be surprised, but they were quite surprised. The left here. Dark dawn, a threat to society, our 9-11. Left mourns as populist veteran Gert Wilders wins landslide the victory. The left mourns. That's great. The left is mourning. Uh, I did see some, some sad pictures. That was a headline. Go to my Twitter account and bring up the Economist magazine uh, picture that I just tweeted out. So this was in 2017. My mom pointed this out to me. And bring this up and, and, and try to make it big so you can. This was... The most interesting uh, kind of magazine covers I've ever seen. So there's a bunch of tarot cards here. There's eight. And it says the world in 2017. And to the right, it says planet Trump. Michelle, do you remember this? Do you know how to go over some of this? Um, it's got, it's very interesting because it has this tower and it's trying to crush Christianity. And you've got communism on the one side and Christians on the other side. And it looks like it's kind of the breaking of Christianity. It looks like you're uh, Martin Luther peeking out with the... It um, is literally 100% the 95 Theses that um, Martin Luther had hammered. In which, I, I, guys, I do not believe in tarot cards. However, I'm going to tell you that mm -hmm. there are things in this that we are seeing come to pass even now mm -hmm. that I'm taking even from a personal standpoint. We had our night of freedom on the 31st, which is Reformation mm -hmm. Day. I don't find this coincidental. I will say this. The number seven is not an insignificant number, and I'm not trying to get into numerology and freak a bunch of you guys out, but there is something that's very significant. We had a solar eclipse in, Ohio in uh, America that went over the nation in 2017. Seven years later, on April 8th, I believe, there's going to be another complete and total solar eclipse that crosses the nation. And they form together when overlaid an X mm -hmm. on the entire nation. God has given us prophecies about that specifically. I do not believe that this seven-year period that we have been in is an insignificant period of time. Mm. So um, so you're looking at the tower, you've got the nine to five thesis, you've got the um, communism on the left, you've got lightning striking essentially the church with these dark, dark clouds over top of this tower. I don't think it's the tower that they think that it is. When I look at that, I'm thinking to myself, a tower of Babel. I think that everything that they have tried to predict with these tarot cards, God is doing the complete opposite. 
I think that their tower is falling. Okay. Mm. I think that Martin Luther's 95 thesis is being, is, is coming up again. Okay. Then the next one you have is you have judgment. Now Trump is sitting on a world and an American flag and he has, um, uh, a scepter in one hand and it looks like a crown in the other hand. They're trying to say that Trump is going to become some sort of tyrannical judge of the world. I'm going, well, we've been prophesying that God is about to judge the world and is indeed already judging the world in a massive way right now as we speak. Yeah, the one that was really stuck out to me on this is this Wheel of Fortune. Uh, and on the Wheel of Fortune, uh, it has these people kind of like dying. But was well, hang on, no, 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 let me explain this. It's Angela Merkel. She's going down on the right. She's got the red dress. She's going down while... Um, Marine, Gert, Le Pen. Marine Le Pen and Gert Wilders are rising up. Yeah. That's how that was interpreted yeah, originally. So that, yeah. So I want to uh, bring up a video. But there was one tarot card that had death. We are seeing a lot of that. We have seen a lot of that. This was actually interpretation um, in, in 2017 on this magazine. I'm just going to bring up a reminder here. These covers for the last few years have been great examples of lesser magic. Spiritual storyboards, if you will. To prove that point, there's connections with these magazines to the globalists. The Economist magazine itself is actually partially owned by the Rothschild banking family of England. You know they do their own prophecies, right? And then if you're new to this, you should look into the Rothschilds and the bloodlines of the Illuminati. From 2015 and the 2016 editions. From the actual Economist website, they say that the world in 2017 contains the Economist predictions for the year ahead. We know there's a connection there to magic and to divination. So let's take a look at each one of these cards one by one, and I'm going to tell you what the actual tarot card meaning is behind these cards as we go. This is going to be a bit of a different decode, but it has to be, because again, this cover going a crisis, having your routine shaken up, or being in chaos. Under releasing, it stands for exploding, having an emotional outburst, erupting in anger, crashing through ego defenses, breaking through pretense, and letting everything go. And lastly, under falling down, it stands for being humbled, experiencing a crash, toppling from the heights, having a downturn in fortune, suffering a blow to the ego. There's also a fourth category, and it stands for Revelation for the Tower card, and under this category it stands for Suddenly Realizing the Truth, Exposing What Was Hidden, Having a Burst of Insight, Seeing Through Illusions, Getting the Answer, and Seeing Everything in a Flash. Um, the, the, the darkness of this, kind of like breaking up the church, mm -hmm. is, is not... But to me this is fascinating, because I'm still wondering, will there be some kind of an event? Uh, something that will keep Obama in office and basically turn all the power back over to him before Trump even gets a chance to get in the office. The trumpet, right here, they have Trump sitting on top of the world. There's a few subcategories under each one of these cards. So under judgment, we have making a judgment. And here's some of the meanings behind this. Having a day of reckoning, separating the wheat from the chaff, making an honest appraisal, getting off the fence, using critical... What's very interesting that I'm seeing now, and I'm not saying that um, that they are... I'm not, I'm not believing in these tarot cards, okay? But remember, these were written by the left. And I do believe that God often um, puts the del delusion under the left just as much as there's delusion under the right. Why would um, why would they see, say judgment? Right, I don't know. That's I think question. that God, in his manifest wisdom, I, we are seeing judgment. A lot of times God will have evil people predict their own and write, their, write, write yeah. their own downfall. Exactly. Exactly. Also reminds me of the Trump prophecy. This I'm going to go for here. I don't know why we're... These are not actual, like, real tarot cards. Okay? No, no. They're, they are... 
Um, but there are they, they the tower judgment the world all of that is real tarot cards yeah the images that are depicted on these tarot cards were written or, or drawn by someone so it looks like um we're struggling here on this particular video so i won't i, I think won't they get it. it we don't have to settle yeah. on it too long i think you guys get it but my point is i kind of wanted to get to where you saw the marine lieutenant up close well, because okay let's refresh we can get we can get back to that one um because this is really that that part is the most important part of what we wanted to talk about here let's get to there i like the walking dead okay and then just make it big. And certainly just by looking at the card it seems like that's what it's showing us it's dead. interesting because the original death card doesn't have the sun so, symbol but you'll find experience and change having here. the tempo of life speed right. up being swept up in new developments um, rejoining the world of activity and getting involved just turn him off i just wanted to see that so you've got the, the death card and i do believe that that you know ushering in coronavirus well it's not just coronavirus look at the crops mm -hmm. right you've got dead fish you've mm -hmm. got dead corn you've got really just rocks mm -hmm. there um and i don't know what that kind of geyser is that's coming up you know um i had a very interesting you've got mosquitoes so when it comes to the magician one i had a very interesting dream and it didn't seem like it was a bad dream. It, it did. It just now I woke up. I'm like this. Th that would be too much magic. I had a dream that there was a big, giant, container, and it had a hole, and it was. Um, and if you put something into it, you could sell it mm -hmm. on the market. And it was actually there was actually a good guy in there who was getting like people good prices for things. You could just throw a book in there, and like literally take your book and throw it in there. And then it would just go to other places. It's very strange. You know, for our podcast listeners, this magician card has a, a kind of Roman looking Caesar-ish type person. With, the with virtual, virtual reality, reality go goggles, the meta symbol at the top, and a 3D printer that prints out houses, mm -hmm. um, which I find very, very interesting. Now, the next one is what we wanted to get to. It has the ballot boxes, mm -hmm. and it has the Netherlands and Marine Le Pen, and then who's going out other than uh, Angela Merkel. So it's this is all very, very interesting. Mm -hmm. um, clearly it is about elections. Yeah. Now the star, um, there's a lot of little faces mm -hmm. in that that, I, that are too small for me to see. Um, that's the only one that I don't really know mm -hmm. anything about or nor do I remember him talking about it mm -hmm. really. Um, all right, I got another, I got one more clip here from Gert Wilders before we head over to um, Mele. This is an interview here. Big backlash on these comments made by Nupur Sharma and a guy called Naveen Jindal across the Islamic world against the Indian government. What are you making about the kind of backlash that India seems to be receiving globally? Well, I would say um, um, look at yourself, look in the mirror before you um, um, decide. Uh, 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 what you think about India or any other country. You know, the Organization of Islamic Conference, the OIC, uh, they have some declaration about human rights. It's called the uh, Cairo Declaration. And all those nations that are also attacking India today, they put Sharia law above democracy and human rights. And uh, as I said, um, if you are a minority um, in those countries, you are persecuted. Um, you are uh, taken uh, to jail. You uh, lose uh, your freedom. They are the most intolerant countries with the most worst track record when it comes to human rights. So um, we should not uh, let us lecture us 
by them. Um, uh, India is a sovereign nation. Um, the only one in India who can decide whether people were um, wrong or not to speak are the Indian courts. The Indian courts um, are responsible for that, not a mob or, or any other a nation um, 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 uh, the, who are criticizing India. Stand up for yourself. Stand up for your values. We are, you are, the Holland, uh, the Netherlands, uh, India, you are true democracies. Uh, don't let yourself be lectured by intolerant um, Islamic nations who are the worst when it comes to human rights themselves. Wow. So this is in interesting. This is kind of a story within a story. Um, looks like Nupur Sharma um and is a is a indian politician and i'm trying to figure out what she we've seen a big did. backlash um it's very this is this is very interesting uh kind of a and now we've got india in on it loving uh gert builders here we go Nupur uh, Sharma. She's got 785,000 followers on Twitter. So let me see what, let me see who she is here. Because she's a. Uh... Interesting. So she looks extremely young. Gert uh, Nupur Sharma. Sharma, uh, Gert Vielders, who defended. Um... Nupur Sharma could be next Dutch PM. No more about him. So I, I, she's somebody. I'm gonna have to do a little bit more research on this. I thought I just brought that up because I wanted to um, wanted to bring up what other people were saying about him. No thanks. Um, says Gert uh, Vielders had tweeted out, Nupur Sharma is a hero who spoke nothing but the truth. The whole world should be proud of her. She deserves a Nobel Prize. And India is a Hindu nation. The Indian government is obliged to strongly defend Hindus against Islamic hate and violence. It says the government sought to distance itself from the comments by describing them as view of fringe elements. She was also suspended. The Supreme Court noted that Ms. Sharma's remarks ignited emotions across the country. The way she has ignited emotions across the country, this lady is single-handedly responsible for what is happening in our country. She actually has a loose tongue and has made all kinds of irresponsible statements on TV and set the entire country on fire. She claims to be a lawyer of 10 years standing. She should immediately apologize for her comments to the whole country. What the heck did she say? What is it that got her in so much trouble? Who knows anything about, who knows anything about Nupur Sharma? What'd she do? She's a politician in India. Let's bring her, we're gonna have to go to we have to go to Wikipedia. Oh, she made some comments on Muhammad. On May on May twenty second May twenty sixth, twenty twenty two, she participated in a debate uh, on the on a mosque. Uh, in the Times Now television channel, during which she made remarks regarding the age of Mohammed's wife, Aisha, at the time of her marriage and the consummation of her marriage. A day later, the video clip of her comments were shared by Mohammed Zubar, one of the co-founders of, co of Alt News, on social, and then on social media to widespread criticism. The Times Now deleted the video of the program from its YouTube channel the following day. Nevertheless, Sharma defended her comments and exonerated Zubar of heavily editing the original clip. So looks like Gert had the the whole point of Gert getting stuck in this story is that he 
the India is saying this guy who supported her won. Mm -hmm. And this is what she did a year ago. She spoke the truth. And I guess she's a heavy uh, critic of Islam. Well, there you go. Well, there you've got it. There you go. Well, that makes all the sense in the world, though, because Gert Wilders is also a heavy critic of Islam. Yes. Uh, I got one more clip here. This is actually from a gay man. It says he voted for Gert Wilders because Muslims harass him for being gay. And, you know, it's the one thing that just continues to boggle my mind with the left. I think they don't know. I really think that they don't know. Why do you support Wilders? Why are you so, so convinced he's the man for this country? I'm gay and I walk on the street and uh, I see a lot of people don't like the gay people in Holland. There are no reliable figures showing an increase of homophobic attacks by Muslims, but Donny says he wants his country back. That is a nationalist. You like your country. You like the, the freedom of your country. And a lot of Islam people don't like freedom. Why do you support Wilders? Why are you so... Interesting. So I guess you're not allowed to, to say that. Okay, who wants to go down the trip of memory lane like with the I wild, extravagant... So ready. Melee. So I have a melee <laughs> of clips here. Can we just uh, go with this one? It's the next one up. Yeah, yeah. So ¿Qué vas a hacer con las obras that are already tendered? You can okay, okay. We don't have money, therefore. Those projects can be handed over to the private sector. Entregadas a el sector privado de And completed by the private sector. We don't have money if there's a fiscal de deficit. And how does the mayor pay? Look for ways to finance it. There's no money. There's no money, Alejandro. There's no money. If we don't implement fiscal adjustments, we'll end up in hyperinflation. We're heading toward hyperinflation, reaching 95% poverty and 70 to 80% of the people in extreme poverty. He says, when they start in 2025-26, maybe he can return, but at the beginning, there's no money for that. Make that clear. He says, fiscal balance is non-negotiable. Fiscal balance is not up for discussion. I will fire the minister who overspends. El 2024 one of them who is a dropout from second grade elementary school and he was looking at his wife and when he sees his wife getting ready for bed he thinks I have to invent something to make all women dress like this so he invents the bikini and gets rich and then the other person that focused on his degree, his master, his PhD, and is dedicated to studying the left back leg of flies. Obviously, what will the market do? The market rewards whomever best satisfies the needs of his fellow man. 
with a context directly related to scarcity within context. The more successful you are at fulfilling the desires of your fellow man, the market rewards you and makes you rich. Is that it? That's what you wanted that, me to read? That was one. Oh I, my gosh. Did you watch that before No, I didn't it? watch that yeah, one. I but I got one on inflation. This is The bikini is an evil invention of a very evil man and no one that watches resistance chicks should be wearing them. That's true. Here, here, this is this is what he's doing to him. There is a curse <clears throat> You get to, they need to hear This is the Star Wars theme. This is the central bank. bank. It says a curse word at it. Before you, the inflation was only 3% per year. You are the tool the politicians use to destroy everyone's life. You piece of poop. Madness. It's not that you don't exist. Madness is that you exist to begin with. No more inflation and flashes of light. No more inflation. This is hilarious. Oh my gosh. Leah, what am I even watching right now? <laughs> Come on, man. I don't even that was care. Good. I don't even know that what to do really anymore. Good. Okay, I got you. Hey, uh, have you had melee uh, with the kids? The kids love him. What's his secret? What? First of all, he was a footy. He played football, aka soccer. I guess I could turn uh, yeah. up a little bit. Okay. Is I got that, another uh, one. Yeah, I got another one explaining. Uh, talking about Javier here. Another kid. Let me make him. Let's give some volume here. ¿Qué fue lo que pasó? ¿Qué fue lo que sentiste? ¿Por qué hiciste lo que hiciste ayer? A ver. Let me turn them back down. We're going to be doing lots of translating here. That's fine. We were in the minibus. We knew Miley was going to pass. But we never imagined he would pull up next to us, salute us, and get out of the car. And when I found out Miley was there. I started shouting, shouting, shouting so he could hear me, so he could give me a signal. So that the voice we hear saying, Mile, I love you. Was that you, Toby? Yes, 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 that was me. And I had to tell him everything I wanted to say in two seconds. The first thing that came, to, came out was, Mile, I love you, and Mile, thank you. I wanted to thank him for everything. Yes, I shook hands with him twice. I would like Mile to see it in some video and maybe invite me or talk to him for a little while at least, maybe going to Congress. Yes, I would like to see him and talk to him. And what would you like, what would you say to him? I would tell him, first of all, that I appreciate him very much for everything that he did and that he is an example of inspiration for everyone. Because he came in and two years showed that he could change a reality what did that say? that we were living in that, Thank none, you. Of that none of the Argentinians liked. And he came and showed that in two years it could be done. And he continued despite everything. Because at first, when he went to some TV channels, they didn't take him seriously. They said he couldn't amount to anything. There are a lot of viral videos like that. And then he was able to do everything, regardless of what people said. And I really like the personality he has of sticking to his goal 
con su objetivo a pesar de no matter what people say y de sus ideas, and of his ideas gusta? which one do you like decís, the one that one you think he's right there I like several ideas que, really ejemplo, for example he says that public spending has to be reduced because all Argentinians pay for it with taxes and today the truth is that Argentinians don't have extra money to pay I don't know how many taxes there are I really don't have any economic problems but I can't help but look at the kids one out of every three kids in Argentina is poor and I can't help but look at those kids who could easily be me I, the truth is with the president will always have a plate of food in my house But there are kids who don't, and Mile came to raise all of that and change in two years everything that has been happening in 20 years in this country. Toby, how old are you? I was thinking they're all 13. He's 13 years old. All right. And what will you do when you grow up, Toby? In five years with some coaching, Toby will be a candidate. <laughs> no, I would like to have a company of something and study what? Something... Yes, something in business administration, business, something like that. Well, you said you identified with Mile. You saw someone who wasn't taken seriously, who set a goal and achieved it. He became president. Now he has to govern. He hasn't started yet. We have to watch him carefully. Will you be following him? Uh, but, well, yes, of course, as always, since 2021, I always follow everything. TV channels, everything. I follow him because I like him a lot. That so is awesome. what's amazing is that he is Melee gets a different portrayal by the media, media. even though they are a far left government. Yeah. The media itself and the people are not. Yeah. And this just goes to show you, I have goosebumps, how the media portray you is how the exactly. people will receive you. And Donald Trump got a good reception in the media. He was on The View. He was on right. uh, the MS, uh, MSC, uh, The Morning Joe. They portrayed him in a good way. They portrayed yeah. it and people liked him. And it just goes to show you that, unfortunately, where the media portrays people if they if they say that Donald Trump is this evil person blah 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 you're just very easily swayed now you and I we're those we're the we're the divergent we're not easily swayed we weigh each person's right. uh words we weigh their actions and this is the uh melee that we uh we try to kind of break through that um that darkness but it's very helpful when you have a media like that who's obviously supportive of this child being supportive of melee not challenging him on it not saying well you know he's blah 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 far right crazy crazy that didn't mean anything to this these people right uh so i just love that that clip's absolutely just i just appreciate priceless. how much that child understands what's going on in the economy you know yeah. he really did and you know what here's here's the beauty if they actually told kids what would make um at least here in the united states mm -hmm. um that it would help poor people to have money in their pockets by not paying taxes. Mm -hmm. It's the, we, we, we say this on our show a lot. The problem is the same. We've got poor people. They don't have money. Mm -hmm. The solution is stop allowing the government to rob from them, not having the government give more money. So none of, so, so this child understands that this child as a child's heart is going to be, um, very sympathetic to other kids that are suffering. Mm -hmm but understands the actual answer is to let people have their own money back. Yeah. So this is interesting. Melee actually raffles his salary every month. He, what do you mean he raffles it? He like raffles somebody it wins it, it like, yeah. a, like a raffle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is awesome. He's got...
I'm gonna make somebody popular. He's got a guy in there who's, I guess, a with him. He wants him to introduce himself. He says, You already know me, you're my rabbi. Okay, 23rd drawing. 1,762,835 pesos. And in dollars, no, no pesos. After it's dollarized, yes. The winner is Javier Lugas something something. When we have the documentation for the transfer, we will pass it on. A word is kept. Liberals respect property. Respect contracts. A word is also kept. Long live freedom. So when he says liberals in Argentina, it's not what we think of as liberals. He means libertarians. Yes. All right. Here's the next one. Never underestimate someone with a dream. This is a compilation of Melee. This one looks awesome. No, 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 no. They didn't see him coming. Got out of hand for them. They treated him like a clown. They gave him high ratings. They didn't understand why you got high ratings. He's a clown. Un león. A lion. Con muchos leones Many lions behind him. Despertados. Para terminar to con la corrupción en la Argentina. In Argentina. Y por qué no? And why not? En toda Latinoamérica. Throughout Latin America. Viva la libertad. Long ah. live freedom, darn it. That must be a saying that he says. All right, so here's another one. He is actually, this is my favorite part about what he's doing. He wants to, he is going to, he says this he's from the end. I think there's a previous no, discussion. No, this, the, the Central Bank. I think there's a previous discussion about dollarization. Actually, strictly speaking, it's to get rid of the central bank. The dollarization is an instrumental issue at the end of the day. There are four argumentative axes. One has to do with a moral issue, which is that stealing is wrong. And seniorage is nothing more or less than a swindle by politicians against good people. Therefore, let's say, if we consider that stealing is wrong, one of the greatest thieves in the history of mankind is the central bank. The second point has to do with a technical issue because in the Argentine case, it is more evident when a product has no demand, its price is zero. So if the local currency has no demand and its price should be zero, the equilibrium real balances are zero. Whatever amount of money a central bank wishes to impose, the counterpart is that the price level is infinite. Demand and its price should be zero. Equilibrium, real balances are zero. Whatever amount of money a central bank wants to impose, the flip side is that the price level has infinity. And what do you do with the central bank? Would you close it? At one point you made the joke that you were going to set it on fire. Well, what you do with the building is a problem of what you decide to do with it. It's a figure, it's a metaphor. What I'm saying is that the institution doesn't exist anymore. I am saying that in the transition, 
until you can transform the banking system into a free banking system, it will have to fulfill the function of regulating the banks. The superintendent of financial institutions will continue to operate until a free banking system can be set up. And in that idea, if you are president in six months, ten months, one year, all the bills in circulation in Argentina would be dollars? All dollars, yes. Wow. He wants to end the central bank. This Let's is why go. they absolutely Let's hate go. him. We got another one? We got them all. We got okay, them all. Okay, we're just keep rocking and rolling. Inflation is poverty. It truly is. An economic theory that is called the... Uh, what the heck did he just say? I've never even seen that before. It is called the Hume Cantillon effect. Meaning the one who receives the money last from the printer loses. Why? And who receives the money first? The politician to spend it. So the first to benefit from this is the politician because he receives money today at yesterday's price. Now what happens when he, the politician, starts spending it, first the retail prices rise and then the wholesale prices rise. Then wages go up. So who loses? The one receiving the money last. Yes! This is why you get it raised. They've been beating you up for months already. Yes! This is why the worker is always last. Come on! And in this situation, because the process made your net wage shrink, they are dragging you down. Come on! Come on! Come on! Let's go. That is why I love him. Nosotros no. Hang on. We are not above our constituents. This no is good. somos más que nuestros representados. En términos financieros. In financial terms, an active derivative is never worth more than the underlying asset. El activo derivado nunca vale más que el subyacente. The derivative exists because the underlying asset exists. We exist as representatives of the people because the people exist. It's madness. It's delusional to think that a representative of the people is above the people themselves. It's a it's delusion. It's a delusion in which the political caste lives. In our government, politicians will have to live the same life that the common citizen lives. They will have to internalize the results. If they make mistakes, not only will the good people of Argentina suffer, but the politicians will suffer even more. They will have to live like the good people of Argentina do. Their privileges are over, their party is over. This can only be done by an outsider, someone who comes from outside, not just any kind of outsider, because history is full of outsiders who enter pre-existing structures, who are outsiders because we are outsiders without a pre-existing structure. We built it for this purpose, what for? To kick their blanks out. The party is over. The privileges for politicians are over. It's over. A different Argentina is impossible with the same old people. Enough with this. Their party is over and that's why they want to exterminate me. That's why they send me 200 failures. That's why they said, uh, send me pseudo-intellectuals. That's why they send me manipulators. I think that's what he just said. Mm -hmm. Um, yes, send me, that is why they send people to attack me in the press. That's why the government-backed businessmen attack me, because their party is over. 
Why is the attack intensifying? Because they believe that this wasn't going to happen. And they found themselves with over a third of the population shouting liberty. They shout liberty. They discovered that they don't want to be sheep. They discovered they want to feel better being lions. Because as I said in my first speech, I did not come here to guide sheep, I came to awaken lions. And they are waking up, they are waking up. And they're going to eat these leaving politicians alive, they're going to eat the government-backed businessmen alive, and they're going to eat the unionists alive who turned on the people, they're going to eat those in the media alive who supported all of these, they're going to uh, keep their, their, keep their party going, they're going to stand against the economic tricksters, the pollsters, and the garbage that lobby for the religion of the state because they benefit from it. Argentina is waking up. There is light. Yes, there is light because the people are waking up. They discovered that slavery is not a good deal and there is a better life in a life of liberty. That's why you're seeing what you're seeing. This has the same dynamics as an exponential function. At some point, there was a turning point, and now they cannot stop it. They cannot stop it. When the exponential function started to grow, they couldn't stop it. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. Jeez, I love this man. That might be... No, oh, this. This. I think this might be my, my last clip. Do you recognize that guy? From The Sound of Freedom? So, Eduardo Virastigüe uh, is running for president of Mexico. Get out. And the president, Melee, has met with the producer of The Sound of Freedom, and they just signed an agreement to work together to eradicate sex trafficking. <laughs> I do have one more video in here. Um, how did Argentina get so bad? Mark that clip, by the way. That's so powerful. Yesterday's newsletter, I talked about how government spending drives hyperinflation using the famous example of Weimar Germany in the 1920s. Today, I'll talk about a much more recent hyperinflation, Argentina. The country is undergoing its fifth hyperinflation since 1975, currently running at 143% per year. That was, of course, a big reason for libertarian radical Javier Malay's win in Argentina's presidential election last week. Setting the stage, 100 years ago, Argentina was one of the richest countries in the world. The peso was gold-backed, and Argentina was a main exporter of beef using the newly invented refrigerated ship called a reefer. Its per capita GDP was higher than Austria, Italy, or former colonial master Spain. This all changed starting with the election of socialists during World War I. Like American progressives... They passed laws controlling factories and working hours, shutting women out of work. They established government schooling and nationalized energy and transportation, the commanding heights of the economy. Once the Great Depression hit, they had the excuse to ditch the gold standard and launch a government industrial policy that, like all socialists, backfired. Despite a near 50% devaluation of the peso, making their beef cheap, agricultural output plunged, leading to an economic crisis. This opened the door for a military coup by fascist sympathizers, including Juan Perón, and backed by Standard Oil Thank You Exxon. The coup was initially welcomed by large crowds in Buenos Aires, but the National Socialists governed little better than the regular socialists, squeezing business and spending enormous amounts of money. For the next 44 years, Argentina was ruled by socialist generals, espousing social justice, inflating the currency, promoting union takeovers, 
and putting regulations on small businesses that wrecked the middle class. Argentina went from one of the richest countries in the world to perennial basket case. The peso went from 2.4 per dollar to 350 per dollar by 1969, the first in a series of hyperinflations. In 1970, the peso was restored, then quickly lost 99.9% of its value again. It reset again in 81, lost 95%, again in 83, lost 98%, 1985, lost 99.9% again. Finally, in 1992, Carlos Menem restored the peso to dollar parity. It actually held up for a while, about 10 years. I was living in Argentina back then. I was thrilled to pay a taxi in pesos and get dollars back in change. I thought maybe Argentina was out of the woods. Alas, it was not. The socialists came back. They got back to work, dropping the peso by 92%, then accelerating back to hyperinflation under the current Peronist. So what is next? Brought to you by Unchained. Washington is following the Argentina plan just as fast as his grubby little paws can vote new spending. In fact, our current $2 trillion deficit is almost twice in terms of GDP what it is in Argentina. So we are going even faster than the original. Unfortunately, it took decades for Argentinians to vote for change because that same money printing pays cronies, government workers, and welfare recipients, all of whom vote. Almost a third of Argentinians work for the government, another third are on welfare. America is actually getting close, with about one in five Americans working for the government, and 30% also getting welfare. Toss in cronies, and things have to get really bad before enough will vote for change. Check out this week's article on government spending and hyper... Okay. So life was hard for a while for Argentinians, uh, Argentinians, but this is obviously a massive, massive victory and a massive win. Well, and I find it really interesting that, I mean, it seems like Miele's big, big platform is the economy. Yeah. Right. So he's also very pro-life. Um, and I, did you play this one? I, I think we did, but you can play it again. I don't think so. Okay. We got we got more melee. And I love this man, so I'm gonna do it again. Listen to this guy all day. I know. This is a society that is infected with socialism. And what we need to achieve is to get socialism out of people's minds. And the main advocates of these ideas are politicians. I suggest you read Camano's statements, supposedly one of the main political figures. Do you know who they go against to? The libertarians. Because the libertarians reproach them that they are the problem, not the solution. Politicians are sociopaths trying to make us believe we are mentally disabled. That we cannot live without them, but it's actually politicians who cannot live without us. If the countries split into those who work on one side and on the other side remain politicians, union leaders, these bunch of parasites would perish. Let's split the country into South Argentina and North Argentina. Those willing to work, let's move to the poorest region, let them keep oil resources and everything else. Even if they keep all the resources, they will vanish because these rats are useless. However, those of us who work will do just fine because we are decent people. And we don't keep preaching envy resentment and theft 
and unequal treatment under the law, which is that filthy idea called social justice, which just means to steal somebody's uh, fruit of his work and then give it to whoever I please. And during that time, not only they demolished the economy, but they also impoverished people. Since the 70s, they made the public sector three times bigger and multiplied poor people by six. And who were the only ones that made progress? Politicians. We have to identify the real enemy, which are politicians. We need to confront them. They are our real enemies. They are the ones that pushed us to poverty. They are the only ones that became rich with this deceit called social justice. Actual income distribution went from us workers to political parasites. Boom. I knew we didn't play that one. Ka-blue-e, Leah. He's, no, Kablooey is right. Absolutely. Right, I think Kablooey. that's it, though. What is this? What is this? Do you want a commercial break? I would love one. Okay, so this is a commercial break. This is how, this is etiquette on how the queen eats a banana. Now the queen would eat a banana. Wait a minute. Now the queen would eat a banana. We don't peel it like a primate. Instead, using the fork, we hold it in place and cut off one end. Then we cut off the other end. And then we turn the knife on its side and go into the skin like so and then prizing it open and then cut a little bit off and eat like so now the queen would eat a banana we don't pee this is how the queen would eat a banana <laughs> what do you think michelle what a waste of the two ends of the banana what do they do with the ends? Hopefully they compost them. God invented the banana. To be used without utensils. Like it's kind of, it's like its own utensil. It's like its own cup. That, you know what? You know what we just watched right here? That's what we call the bureaucracy. That's going in the documentary of Scott Kesterson. We've just watched... A perversion of the natural creation of Almighty God. Where God designed a banana to be peeled. Now, I have seen people peel it from the other end. I am not opposed to that. They actually say it's better to peel it from what we would have, from the non-handled end. I'm okay with that. That is still within keeping of the natural order of things. As soon as you take utensils to a banana and cut the ends off. You have now perverted a thing. And I would say it's akin to spilling the seed. Oh, Michelle. And very wrong and should never be done. That is an abomination of banana ink. All right, do you have the um, clip that I sent you of, Ni of, the, of the intro to Nigel Farage going on the I Am A Celebrity? Can you bring that up on its own? I can just put it, I, well, do you, wanna, do you want people to see it, see our reaction to it? I don't need to. Well, we will. Hang on. I'll do this. Uh, so if you guys didn't know this, there's a British show called I Am A Celebrity. And they kind of like, I, I don't really know many of them, but Britney Spears' sister's on this one. Uh, I don't know the rest. I don't know anybody else. Swapping the, the Westminster jungle but, for the uh, Australian we outback. Tonight, Can Nigel Farage was dumped in the Antipodean wilderness. A controversial politician and a contentious choice. I know. I wanted to tell people what they were seeing. Okay. So Nigel Farage, he was paid $1.5 million dollars. 
to go and do like weird challenges mm -hmm. and maybe present himself as a likable chap to the world. Okay. Swapping the Westminster jungle for the Australian outback. Tonight, Nigel Farage was dumped in the Antipodean wilderness. A controversial politician and a contentious choice for many for the I'm a Celebrity camp. His first task, along with two fellow contestants, to complete his first challenge. His main mission on the show, though, to revamp his reputation. Anne Widdicombe, a former MP, knows something of celebrity shows. For anybody who does that programme, it's a bit of a risk. Um, it has destroyed people, but it's made others. Uh, and I think a man with his level of self-confidence is unlikely to be destroyed. Well, hello. Oh. Of course, he's not the first politician in the camp. Ex-Health Secretary Matt Hancock came third in last year's show. But you can't say. Before him, Edwina Curry also had a stint. I'll go for it. How hard can it be? And Nadine Doris became the first sitting MP to appear. His appearance is already sparking calls by some fans to boycott mm. the show. Mr. Farage is hoping it'll spark a surge in popularity for him and a major political comeback. There is a political dimension here. With the Conservatives in the doldrums and Labour beginning to stall, it could be that, and not for the first time, Nigel becomes a kingmaker. And with reports he's receiving a £1.5 million appearance fee, the highest ever for the show, for Mr. Farage, I'm a celeb, might just be a win-win. Sejal Karia, ITV News. <laughs> okay, so Nigel. And I'll pull up the other one. Let's get rid of this one here. We've got one more. This one's very short, but uh, is this the one that you want me to play? It's only 10 seconds. <laughs> with this, Leah. No, I do. There's more. Okay. So he actually got into uh, kind of... Uh, he's, he's educating some in the jungle here. I've got another clip here with, uh, this pre previous, uh, gal who was some sort of internet celebrity who he actually had to work with on, on challenges. He gets in a discussion on immigration. Hey, apparently you're anti-immigrant. Okay. Okay, I have some great. words. It's got to be good for the... They knew that this would happen. They though. wanted it. They wanted it yeah, to happen. They did. They, how they much did they pay him for this? $1.5 million. One. But this is what I was saying it, to apparently you. Apparently you're anti-immigrants. Who told you that? Oh, the Who internet. Told, the oh, well, internet. there we are. Then it must be true. It must be true. It must be. <laughs> it must be true. Okay, but then why don't black people like you? You'd be amazed. They do. Well, You'd be amazed. Nigel! If, if you came with me... If you came with me, if you, huh? came, if you came with me through South London, you'd be astonished. Oh, wow. What were you doing in South London, Nigel? Well, I'm there every day. You're in South London? Wait, sorry. I'm so sorry to be shy. What are you doing? Sorry. He's from South London. I travel through what South London. So, so everyone you. hates you for no reason? Well, no, 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 not no, that no, everyone no, no, hates you. That was no, no. so bad. No, but, 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 like, sorry. You, can, you, you can disagree with somebody, yeah. but to chuck around accusations the way that they've been chucked around is grossly unfair. Anti-immigrant, right? No, no. All I've said is we cannot go on with, come with the numbers coming to Britain that are coming. Do you know why? You know I'm why? one of the numbers. Oh, right. So that, so that's it then. So should it be five million a year, ten million? Question. You, no, right? you don't seem to understand. Nigel, hang on, hang on, hang on. There's immigrants that are coming you, in. And, and hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Had you think, been in power think, a bit think, later? Think, 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 think,
I did not expect to be caught in a full-on debate. I really didn't. <laughs> Just wanted a bubble bath. Listen, since 2000, mm -hmm. the British population mm -hmm. has increased by 10 million. Mm -hmm. 10 million. Yeah, we're Good growing. Thing. Right? Good thing, unless you want a GP appointment. Right. Good thing, okay, unless you want your so kid. I'm, I'm stopping you from getting a GP appointment. You're not getting an appointment because the NHS is lacking funding. I, I bet you anything here, if every single immigrant or somebody from immigrant Imagine. descent was to leave the UK... Hey, what, we'd be f***ing? Doctors, all your doctors gone. Oh, I know, you, I know. Most of your doctors are Asian, right? Which is, which is, most of wrong. your nurses are African women, right? Don't you understand what I'm saying? You want us gone. That's that's no, what no. I understand. Stop it. Stop it. That's, but that's not, what you're trying to say because no, when you're not, not you're just don't want people no, no, coming. No, 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 you're, no, 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 you're not listening not? to a single word I'm saying. I am listening you're, to you. No, you're not. You're not. You're dealing with this. I'm disagreeing with you. Right. It's okay for us to disagree on this. Oh my gosh. She, wow. So I wanted to give my own comments back to, to her. It was a small clip and other people are giving him a hard time on, on migration. What I would say is, I, I'd ask her a question. How did you get into this country? Did you cross over illegally? Then right. yeah, we're going to have a conversation on that. Maybe you shouldn't be here if you came here illegally. Should other people go? Do you know the population of the world? Do you know how big... Britain is an, are you aware that Britain is an island? Are you aware that if you put too many people on one side of an island, it can tip into the ocean? Leah. <laughs> That's what Nigel should have said. I can't with Leah. I literally cannot right now. Um, is she aware that if you have more people, she's like, the NHS is just underfunded. Are you, okay, so let me ask you something. Do you know how money is created and do you know how the NHS is funded is it is it just off of a tree we're just going to pick this funding for the NHS and we're just going to pick it off a tree and just we just don't like funding things people have to pay for that young lady okay it come comes out of people's pockets and all I can think of is that Nigel Farage for 1.5 million dollars is probably walking away with about four hundred thousand dollars in from taxes after taxes yeah okay so he is funding your NHS big time by just being on the show, okay? And this is the, this is the ignorance mostly of the young, but some, some of the elderly as well who don't quite understand Nigel's position. He actually wants to make life in Great Britain better. He wants individual small businesses to flourish. They can't flourish if they constantly have somebody at the door. And this was an analogy I had. I would say, um, I forget what her name is. Have you ever had a party at your house and invited some guests? Let's say you have a beautiful place setting for 10 people and you, you hope that they all show up. Well, you know, they bring one or two of their friends. And you, you, you add some extra chairs, you, you know, get out the, the folding chairs, you know, the camping chairs, and hopefully you have enough room and you get out a few more plates. You know, some people might have to eat on paper plates, but okay, you can do it. Well, then the, their neighbors hear about you're having a party and then everybody just starts showing up and they don't knock on the door. They just make themselves available and then they demand that there's more food for them. And then when there's no more food for them, they say, you just didn't make enough food. This was not well-funded. You had a dinner party. And there... How dare you? How dare you not have enough food for everybody? 
And Nigel Farage is trying to say, I just want to make sure that I have enough food for the 10 people that I invited to dinner. And you can bring a few people, but you can't bring the whole neighborhood. There is not enough food. There's not enough room. Okay, UK is an island. It is a British island. And it is a privilege to immigrate anywhere. And no country has to let you in. And so you be you welcome that in. Like we, we played a video of a very diverse boys' school. And you could tell that those young men were grateful to be at that school. But it must be an expensive school. It's some sort of, you know, probably uppity Christian school. But uh, they were all very polite. And they all were very happy to be there. And they were all very nice to each other. Very and encouraging. Thankful. And very thankful. If you're banging on the door saying feed me rather than knocking on the door saying I'm hungry. Could you please feed me if you can? Right. And so she's like, you just hate, you just hate people. How many billions of people are there on the planet and can they all come in and, and can you, can you afford to, to you, you have a home. Now let's say people are just in your home and they're in your bed and they're in, in your house. And then what do you say? Well, that's what it's like for a lot of people in a lot of neighborhoods in the UK. Their neighborhoods have been taken over. It's not the same as they were growing up. Well, is it good? Is it bad? Well, I don't know. Did the people come because they wanted to be polite, because they were grateful for being there, because they wanted to become British? The boys who I was playing in the, in our show on the, on the Thanksgiving, they were tasting uh, Thanksgiving food. They were, they, you could tell that <clears throat> obviously black people are not native to Great Britain. But those black uh, young men who were in the video became British. Right. They became British. They didn't demand that everybody become like them. You don't... You're having a Christmas party. Here it comes. You're, you're inviting people over for a Christmas party, and people come in and say, I hate Christmas, and they tear down all your decorations. <laughs> you're like, but this is Great Britain. We do Christmas. Oh, my gosh, Leah. If you want to be part of Great Britain, you come here, and you become part of the culture. Yes. If I'm going to Sweden, I'm going to... well. I'm Swedish. If I'm going to the Philippines, I'm going to try to um, fit in with the culture there. I'm not going to go in and demand that everybody change all of their ways and become like me and have my flags waving and begin to take it over. I'm not going to have this Palestinian protest in the middle of the street. Yeah. Right? Okay. So that was, that was kind of, it's kind of a fun show seeing Nigel. He's holding his own. I'm not so sure. I don't know. I kind of wonder why he's doing it. They're saying that he's doing it to improve his reputation. I don't think that that's necessary. If Nigel is going is is thinking about entering into politics again mm. in uh, in Britain, um, I could see that this could be seen as a strategic political move on mm. Nigel's behalf. I am leaning a little bit more in that camp because I just don't see any other real motivation for Nigel to do it. This this strikes as being outside of his character. I I'm just saying I'm putting it down. You can ask me in two years now from now if Nigel starts putting his hat in the ring, you know, for something politically. I can just see how this would be a way to reinvent his character mm -hmm. for people. I mean, he's seeing the, I, and I don't even think it's his own idea. I think that it's probably people that he's talking to that he's, you know, that they're like, well, if you do actually want to get back into politics, you're going to have to redeem yourself with the younger people. Yeah. Um, 
So, in other news, the British have a problem with their trains. Oh, the trains are a very big deal to the Brits. They are. So, the Harry Potter and the Deadly Train Doors, Hogwarts Express, in health and safety crisis, over bid to ban slam doors on the 1950 carriages. So, I had to look up and see what these were because Gen Zers are, are they're too confusing to the Gen Zers. The operator says that they are going to be forced to pay $7 million uh, uh, pounds if they need to modernize the door. So, there's this train, the Hogwarts Express, temporarily suspended over the summer after concerns were raised. Heritage train sense that the Flying Scotsman are at risk of being wiped out of the UK mainline. The uh, West Coast Railway has been granted a judicial review in a bid to keep the traditional slam doors in the 1950 carriages. Uh, the train doors uh, are supposedly be, to be modernized and, um, and upgraded. But I guess these particular doors are not uh, self-clothing or something. Of which we something. don't have any kind of example in this article. No, and I thought there would be in this particular... And I actually was trying to find them. Barry, if you could find me, there, um, these particular uh, doors, these older doors, I think you just have to um, shut them by yourself. You mean they're not automatic? Yeah. Then they're not... Then they can't be slam doors. They can be dangerous. No, unless they're just doors that... Because they, they won't be closed properly. Yeah, I think it's because they, they won't be closed properly. Yeah. Oh, my. Kids don't know how to close doors now? I guess. On trains? I, I guess not. I guess not here. I what think is I've, this world coming to? All right. So I think I've got, got one. Yeah. Let's see here. In, individual doors here. I think that's kind of what we're looking at. All right, we're not screen sharing yet. All right. I'm, this is, I'm freaked out that these this would even be a problem. I know. You can't keep heritage. Why is there lice in this kid's head? I, I have no idea. Okay, here we These go. procedures were not sufficiently robust and well enough managed to ensure the integrity of doors and, and the locks. This is a very old video. It is. And staff they... training and doors on moving trains. It's now on trial so before a final here. decision on the £15 million scheme's future is decided. The major thing we're doing is introducing to slam door intercity trains an automatic secondary lock. A lock which will engage automatically when the train reaches about nine miles an hour as it leaves the station. It will remain locked under all conditions until the train slows down to about five miles an hour on approaching the next station. Both BR's announcement yes, of the trial and the health and safety British executive report are two months ahead of schedule and a direct result of a Thames Television This Week program to be screened tomorrow night. It will claim that BR did not give vital information about train door accidents to their own independent investigators a year ago. The night windling report cleared BR. It said there was no problem with the locks. But this week have discovered six cases where locks jammed. Evidence which Robert Graham, the man who carried out BR's inquiry, says was never made available to him. When BR published your report or publicized your report. So to me, I don't think you guys understand how big the uh, train system is to the Brits. They just go and they just watch them. They enjoy watching these trains. And this is a big deal. Okay? It's a big deal. This is their most famous train, the Flying Scotsman. The age of steam shaped how we live today. Britain is I'm becoming just, ever I, more connected. I know, I'm saying. The introduction know, of express is. trains like the Flying Scotsman meant people began to see themselves as belonging to one common culture, one economy, 
and crucially, one nation. Before the railways, most people in Britain thought of themselves as being from Galloway or Monmouthshire or Derbyshire. They didn't really think of themselves as being British, but within a very short time of the railways arriving, that had completely changed. How did we get to feel so connected? One a second. You, it, that was three, 3,000 letters an hour is an immense amount. I think I managed to get close to one a minute, and um, <laughs> I suspect someone else is going to have to resort what I've done because I kind of started losing track. These were the postal elite. They were faster, harder working, and with the stamina to sort at speed against the clock. The, the people that worked on here, um, if you were doing the North East TPO and you were based in Newcastle, you'd travel down the first night on a passenger train and work back to Newcastle sorting that night. Yeah. The following night, you'd work from Newcastle to London, sleep over in digs during the day, then you'd work the next night back to Newcastle. It must have been quite a tight-knit bunch of guys. Very much so. Okay. Two parcels have miraculously appeared, and yeah, it's, it's the mail ready to be sorted, I suppose. All ready to be sorted. Yeah, we can't just stand around, get open, get it out there, and get it back out to the next stop. We need to get the lads working. Yeah. For over 130 years, TPOs worked across the country, picking up and dropping off mail. But as trains got faster, the exchanges became more dangerous. So in 1971, the service was scrapped. On a modern train, you can't even open the window now these days. <laughs> it gets quite exciting. Did many people fall out? Um, they didn't have many uh, accidents with the TPO crew. It was more the driver and the fireman looking out when they shouldn't have done. Well, to watch the and getting that, getting yeah. hit by the bags, standing up on the standard. And there's quite a few stories about firemen losing their head, literally. So it's quite a dangerous uh, occupation. Once the mail was collected, the process of sorting started all over again. Quite a few stories. It was a never-ending cycle. Even tea breaks were taken on the go. Bill, first division coming over. And the guy, Bill. And he's second division. Another one. The TKO crew ran from, you know, say, nine at night until six in the morning. They had to eat. And so they provided them with basic, and they are basic, cooking facilities. Be careful, because it's hot. Because they didn't actually have a meal break while they were working. They'd carry on working, have the tea, pie, and carry on sorting. Do you, do you fancy doing, a pie? We're not doing pies right. Thank you very much. Here. I want to watch like this whole thing. I know. We'll watch it every letter. Alex's telegraph machine. So what you wow. saw though is that like the windows could come down and the doors open and, and the, you could open them while the train was moving. I'm, getting, so, I'm feeling a little bit claustrophobic about these. So they have to get rid of those those doors because millennials might open the door and fall out. So Barry says this train video is the Royal Mail trains. Tra I traveled on many a mail train after coming out of a nightclub and missed the last train home. LOL. Oops. Oh my gosh. Oops, somebody hit the oops All right, button. so I have my own commercial break here. Okay, cool. To share. So Scott Kesterson was in the chat earlier. Oh, yeah, that's Bards right. FM. And he had to leave because he had to go do some chores. And he walks outside, and he's got a baby calf. Yay. Hang on. Let's see. There we go. 
His it's his first baby calf, and he is literally crying as a blubbering idiot right now. Cannot stand himself. The beauty of this little baby calf. And you if you've never been on a farm and experienced the birth of something new like this, it may not make sense to you. He sent me an audio that I've not listened to, and I asked him if it's arable, so a moment to be shown a sign this would be it a moment of birth on the eve of restoration i cannot tell you the emotions that are flying right now the presence of the holy spirit is all over this land and god is right here praise jesus <laughs> that is scott kesterson so scott kesterson is leaving tomorrow to get to. his reverse vasectomy. Yes, he is. Surgery is Tuesday morning at 7.30 a.m. And he is, and he literally was saying that, um, he says, I'm literally in tears. Clearly we heard that, Scott. He says, do you see the blessings? Birth to mm -hmm. the root of restoration. And I do, I do see it as a sign from God for Scott. And for, guys, when we're talking about whether it's uh, melee or Gert Wilders or politics or whatever, at the root of everything is God intends us to advance the kingdom of God, to be mm -hmm. fruitful, to multiply. And politics is just the means by which we try as best we can to preserve the way that God would have us live. Mm -hmm and not allow tyrants or criminals to rob us of that. Yeah. Okay. So it's nothing is separate. So whether we're talking about world news or the birth of a calf or Scott getting a vasectomy reversal just so that he can obey God. And you know what he says? I broke a thing that was never intended to be broken. Mm -hmm. All I'm doing is trying to write that before God, but it's bigger than that in the sense that when we do that in any area of our life yeah. and we try, it says that the, st the thief who steals, stop stealing yeah. and repay. Yeah. When we break something, we fix it. We teach this to our children. Mm -hmm. What we don't understand as families and as humans, that what we do in the natural has spiritual ramifications. So we can talk about all the evils of the world and everything that's going wrong. And at the root of all of it, frankly, is that the church has said, we want the quick and easy way in every area of life. And we are willing to compromise who God created us to be, to align with the world, to achieve that. And when the church does that, the whole world falls apart. Mm -hmm. So we all must do our own vasectomy reversals in our life where we go in and we see the places where we made bad decisions. We write it as best as we possibly can. And if we can't do it to that situation, then we pay it forward in some way. And to repent means to turn and go in the complete opposite direction. So I'm seeing Argentina has repented. They are turning. They're going in the complete opposite direction. The Netherlands turning, repenting, going in the complete opposite direction. And if all of yeah. us do this on our small scale. We will change the world. And let me tell you something. We will change the world. We will. It's working. You know, this it's is working. This Congratulations is, to Scott. Congratulations to the baby cap. You know, it's awesome. Uh, speaking about changing, Canadians are really trying hard to change, but uh, they have a, uh, a flea infestation. It's called just a true <laughs> 
Scott's watching. He says a blithering idiot. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Oh, yes, you were sounding Scott. like a blithering idiot, but it was beautiful and so so Every very time we well. Have life on done. the farm, it's I love it. There's I, I, nothing like it. And you know what? I keep thinking this making me mad, and it shouldn't make me mad or jealous or anything like that. You have to when we play. This is our world news program, and we and we play clips from the UK, and you see these big landscapes, and it's just absolutely stunning, and all this, that, and the other. Scott literally lives there, mm -hmm. like where he's at. So it's not just that there's a baby calf. He's also surrounded by just epic beauty. It is. It's wonderful. And so there's, it's a, I, like if you could be in his shoes right now, you would actually probably be feeling the exact same thing oh, that he's absolutely. feeling with, with everything. Absolutely. So very, very happy for you, Scott. Absolutely. Yes. Congratulations. Uh, so making, making a turn, Canadians are trying to make a turn. Oh, uh, no, wait, this is really good. He says, cows never try to stop birth. They are smarter than us. Oh, that's so good. Not just cows, Scott Kesterson. No animals ever. Yes. Do that. Right. Except for the ones that eat their young sometime, and that's just a little yeah. bit. But everybody knows that's animalistic. <laughs> so there, there you go. All right, carry on. All right. So uh, in Canada, Ukraine, uh, the uh, some Canadians do not want to keep spending money, sending money over to the Ukraine. Yes. And uh, Judeau says that it is mysterious elements driving the right-wing rhetoric in the United States with MAGA conservatives for the opposition party pushing back against his left-wing politics. So Trudeau turned on the conservatives after the group unanimously voted against an update to the Canadian-Ukraine free trade agreement between Canada and the embattled East European state. I've actually boasted that it's not a political debate in Canada. All parties in Canada stand with Ukraine. So it is particularly troubling to see, even though we are seeing a rise of right-wing rhetoric in the United States with MAGA conservatives across Europe, uh, in certain corners of right-wing politicians and parties starting to pull their support for Ukraine, starting to parrot Russian disinformation and misinformation and propaganda. Conservative Party leader Pierre Polivier earlier explained his party had voted against the agreement not because of flagging support for Ukraine, but out of concern it would settle the war-torn country with a carbon tax. Trudeau said that the explanation was an absurd excuse. The real story is the rise of a right-wing American MAGA influence thinking that has made Canadian conservatives, who used to be among, strong, among the strongest defenders of Ukraine, I'll admit it, turn their backs on something Ukraine needs in its hour of need. That this is the danger of the rise of the right-wing influence that is feeling its impact on Canada. That it's not what just Ukrainian Canadians, but all Canadians should be concerned about. When the Conservative Party of Canada and Pierre Poulivier turn their back on history, turn their back on our friends and our allies, turn their back on the international rules-based order and support for the UN Charter and territorial integrity, it is a real concern and should be a concern to all of us because we're seeing that spiking up all around the world. I think that is absolutely hilarious. He's blaming right-wing MAGA. So this is what I love. You guys... Pat yourself on the back. We're infectious. Absolutely. Victor Orban threatens to veto, veto EU funding for Ukraine, calls for a fundamental debate on the war strategy. With the European funding for Ukraine set to dry up at the end of the year, an expansionist Eurocrat seeking to swiftly incorporate the partially occupied state into their ranks, Brussels' grand plans may be derailed by Budapest, with conservative leader Viktor Orban vowing not only to block further military aid, but also Ukraine's ascension process unless the EU actually grapples with the realities on the ground. Now remember, 
Just a few short years ago, everybody saw Ukraine as a baddison full of right-wing, far-wing, far-right Nazis. <laughs> right-wing, far-wing, far-wing Nazis. Which you just They're say? legit Nazis with like swastikas tattooed on them. So this is the cognitive dissonance that they want us to believe. So Ukraine's failure to recapture its territory from the Russia should spark a fundamental debate about Europe's strategy going forward. In total, the European Union has provided 85 billion with a B billion euros in aid to Ukraine since the invasion 21 months ago. Where is that money going? They they if they if they packaged each bullet up with a little Harry, bow on oh it. Oh my gosh, Leah. it would not cost that much. <laughs> If each bullet came individually wrapped with a signed card from oh the manufacturer, gosh, it would Leah. not cost 85 billion euros. They have not bought 85 billion euros worth of uh, of machinery or military anything. It's literally just a, a, a black hole. And I want to know where the money's going. I want to know who's getting so stinking filthy rich. Because they're over, like, with, with $60 billion from the United States, $150 billion. Who, what, where, when, why, and how? Where's your money? I want to know who's getting the Lamborghini. I want to know who's getting the multi-bedroom you know bedroom house. Somebody is getting something, and it's a lot of somebody's. And I want to know. I want to. I need to know. Okay, update out of uh, Israel. On Friday, we discussed several of the hostages being handed over. I'm going to have to get one here in a minute. Um, Hamas uh, terrorists orders, is they had ordered the Israeli ho hostages to keep waving in the propaganda video. Where you got to go? Oh, we got, I just have a cat. Okay. So here we have a release. I don't know if you've got this one up. I Prisoners do. seem healthy and are waving to Hamas fighters. <clears throat> At one point, you can clearly hear Hamas terrorists demanding that the women and the girl keep waving. You have to smile. Going home. Goodbye. Wake up. Keep waving. Keep waving. Keep smiling. Having her foot. Okay. They had to. Um, part of the deal was that these are Thai workers, by the way. I guess uh, the Israelis use them like Mexicans or something. Um, they were part of the deal was that they would go as families. You can uh, scroll down. Nothing like forcing your children to hold up your hand after you held them captives for 50 days. You can scroll down. Uh, one of the grandmothers slap away the hand of one of the um, Palestinians. Twice if that's true. Is this... Is this Okay, so I missed that. I guess that wasn't... I guess we didn't see it all the way. Uh, hostages ate poorly, slept on benches, waited for up to two hours for the bathroom. Um, 
it's a, it's a sad situation all around. It it truly is. Um, we mentioned several of the uh, children that were released and women as a, a prisoner kind of exchange, basically. I have a video. Ahmad Manas Manasra was one of the Palestinian teenagers released by Israel today in exchange for Israeli hostages. There's a video of him and a cousin chasing down Israelis with knives in their hands. They stabbed a 13 and a 12-year-old. So those are the kind of... And then, don't bring this one up. Hundreds of Palestinian civilians lined the streets tonight to cheer a and whistle as two Palestinian men, you can close that out, uh, were executed and hung upside down on a metal pole. One of the executed men then had his legs cut off with his body discarded and thrown in a pile of rubbish. Hamas claimed the two victims were Israeli informants. I posted a question um, underneath this particular post. This was a man, it was a, um, it was a black man named, he was a Muslim, Hamza, I don't think I retweeted it, so, um, Mubarak, he was 31. Two days ago, he was executed by a Palestinian street mob. His hands were bound, his legs were tied. He was hung upside down on a metal pole as hundreds of men cheered, and his body was discarded. Syrian girl says under there, I love the feigned concern about one collaborator after you dismembered 7,000 children. I asked her back, are you saying this is okay? The comments are, remind us of the treason punishments again from the West countries, Leah. Um, they usually go through um, trial. Yep, that's the one. This is to warn people who are going to collaborate with Zionists and kill four of their own people again. But you'll, you will call this barbaric and the electric chair with audience watching not. Yeah, you were being racist and trying to paint Palestinian civilians who are actually just Fatah and PIJ groups as barbarians. That's what you did wrong. And you literally just replied uh, to me saying something, something. Uh, so the replies are, yes, they did this. Yes, this is to warn anyone else who will collaborate with Zionists. And yes, this is okay. And yes, this is more than okay. This is what needs to happen. And here's the confession. Um, I, you know, and then people say he wasn't chopped up, by the way. French Nazi collaborators were also executed by the French resistance during World War II, and this is no different. Everyone has his own ways to apply the death penalty. Hung straight, hung upside down, shot by bullets, each country has its way. But it was a death penalty since forever. As for chopped up claims, show me a single proof. So this is a very interesting world where we have the people on the side, and I, there are many people on the right who are so, Cassandra Fairbanks used to be a, she, she actually um, works for Tim Pool. And um, many people in our particular movement who will do anything to justify anything that the Palestinians or Hamas does. I've never seen anything like this. We're over here able to call out Israel, able to call out the Palestinians, able to call, call out everything on both sides. And um, I am shocked and I don't quite have words and I don't really know what to do with 
these these people that are just like, yeah, that's what we do with traders. So this is this goes back to the little rant that I had on early earlier in the show. Violence. When you are trying to accomplish a thing in the kinetic with with force, if you do not have the power of God, it is 100% of the time going to turn into something demonic. So what you're seeing with these people who are going along with this is they, they literally lack Christ. There is no spirit of God in them whatsoever at all. Anybody that can cheer that on, you are now and you are now dabbling in the demonic. This is not about taking sides. This is about looking and judging. The Bible says you will know something by its fruit. Okay. We do not see in Christendom that you this is not the way that civilized human beings handle problems. Okay? or even self-defense. You know, there's laws of nature and nature's God, and there are also, I believe, you can correct me if, I, if I'm wrong on this, innate within all of us, rules of war of engagement put inside of us by God. And, there, and so every single one of us knows that there is war and then there is savagery. And we're talking about completely different things. And we are seeing that people and their lines have gotten completely crossed in that. So Gert Wielders, not to be outdone by himself, not outdoing himself. He says, um, Jordan is Palestine. And he is calling for, and if you look at this map, bring up this tweet. He is saying that there is a state for Palestinians and it's Jordan. 90% of Jordan population are Palestinians. The current ruling king. Oh, go ahead. The current ruling king is a, is a foreign foreigner and his grandfather was installed by the British mandate. So this is kind of an interesting uh, tweet here from Wielders, which makes to me that the absolute most sense. Um, I don't, I don't quite understand it. Why, it, it, unless they just don't want Israel to exist. So, and that's they just don't want Israel the country to of exist. Jordan should be considered the true national homeland of the Palestinian people, according to Gert Wielders. In a Saturday post on Twitter, he um, this it says sharing a political article describing Arab states condemning his push to relocate Palestinians to Jordan. The post sparked widespread criticism and disapproval from Arab nations often compared to Donald Trump due to sentiment, blah, 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 blah. Having been under security for years due to his comments on Muslims, the leader of the Freedom Party is known for his strong support for Israel, aligning his views with right-wing parties that have gained prominence across Europe. He has also, ref he has also referred to the Jewish state as the West's first line of defense. Wielders, who vowed to become the next Dutch prime minister, has long argued that the conflict between Palestinians and Israel would be resolved uh, through the recognition of Jordan as a Palestinian state. In 2016, he slammed Barack Obama and Secretary of State John Kerry, demanding that they stop bashing Israel about settlements as he proclaimed that Judea and Samaria belong to Israel and that Jordan equals Palestine. 
The argument that Jordan is Palestine is a reoccurring topic in the discussion of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict and is primarily based on historical, geographical, and political perspectives. <clears throat> Historically, the British Mandate for Palestine, established after World War I, originally included the territory of both modern-day Israel and Jordan. You know, um, what I want to do here, Michelle, is I just want to kind of get off Facebook for now. Okay. And so if you have any... Um, and, and just pull everybody over to Rumble. All right, Facebookies, I'm going to grab the Rumble link want. and drop it on um, in the in the chat here. I'm so feeling can, I'm feeling ever constrained. since I, ever, more, most more I talk about Gert Wilders, I just feel like um, I'm in a straitjacket. Okay, all right. Well, everybody on Facebook, I don't have any news for you other than um, come and join us on for Revelation Red Pill on Wednesday. You know we should get um, what's her name on the show? Who? Pastor Devonese. Yeah, it'd be great. So we might get Pastor Devonese to come on for Revelation Red Pill this Wednesday. That would be absolutely amazing. Um, so stay tuned for that. Um, I, I'm going to say this again, and I said this on Friday. Guys, you can support um, my pillow. Use promo code RC. You can support Vicky Natale and go to Organic Body Essentials. You can go to the Brighteon store and use promo code Resistance Chicks. All the things that we do. Um, going into Cyber Monday and, and Black Friday. What I would say is you already know our spiel. You know, my biggest thing that I want to get across to you right now is as we are shopping for Christmas, let's support the Patriots. Let's support people that are out there doing good so that when we are, when we're actually buying products from them, we are funding the good that, that they and their um, affiliates are doing. Right. And so when we're looking at Mike Lindell and MyPillow, that man has literally laid down his entire life and God has, I believe, given him a company that sells absolutely phenomenal products. But it's not about the products. It's about the mission that God has given Mike to do. When I was growing up, we used to just donate money. But now it's like, okay, no, I am actually changing the way I spend money. So that's what I want you to guys just be mindful as you're shopping this year. Yeah. And Lee and I are going to be doing the exact same mm -hmm. thing. So support Patriots. Go to OBE, Organic Body Essentials. Dot link, com. Uh, Use promo code RC. All the links are in the description of our videos. You guys know exactly how to find them. Somebody texted me the other day. They're like, how do I get to the Founders Bible? Thefoundersbible.com. Use promo code Resistance Chicks there. All the links are on our website. I cannot think of a better Christmas present than a Founders Bible for someone. Now, we still have somebody who needs one. We do. We're going to send one. I think it's Sunday, mm -hmm. right? If you guys would like for us to sign a Founders Bible, send me an email and um, we, will, we will facilitate getting you guys one of the Founders Bibles that we have and we will sign it. We will send it to you, okay? Because we still have several um, in hand. That's, a, that's me committing to a lot of work for you because I love you guys. Um, but I'm willing to do that for, for you. If, if you would like for us to sign and, and inscribe your founder's Bible, but, but these are things that we can do spending our money wisely and supporting what, what patriots and God loving Americans are doing. Yeah. If you guys want uh, founders, for the holidays. founders Bibles, um, I think that there's just we're, we'll do the sh we, there's shipping of course but you guys get the 20 percent off discount so it like equals out 
Right. So if you guys want to get Founders Bibles, we're happy to sign them. We will give you our discount, the 20% discount. So you'll pay the shipping, but you'll be getting the 20% discount. So instead of getting it for 80, I think it's roughly $65 or something Mm -hmm. like that. And then plus the shipping. So that's not that expensive. So just shoot me an email and we will make sure that we get a Founders Bible to you before Christmas. And I do, I do recommend that you get Founders Bibles for all of your family members this year. It's a great anyway so yeah so uh back to the um we were talking about well, no, we are back on facebook so okay, we can, we say, can officially goodbye. say goodbye to facebook okay now. officially saying goodbye to facebook we did not crash on facebook we just crashed everywhere okay. so facebookies i'm actually ending you now and if you want all the rest of the really super awesome stuff that we're going to talk about click on the link to go think we are back maybe yep i think we are okay Okay. great thanks for staying with us guys if you know that we if we stop just hang around because we're (laughs) gonna work to get the entire computer just went through it keeps doing that so we i don't think we're back on facebook but we were meant to end on facebook anyway so yeah so uh back to the um we were talking about. Oh, no, we are back on Facebook, so okay, we can, we can say officially goodbye. say goodbye to Facebook. Okay, now. officially saying goodbye to Facebook. We did not crash on Facebook; we just crashed everywhere. Okay. So, Facebookies, I'm actually ending you now. And if you want all the rest of the really super awesome stuff that we're going to talk about, click on the link to go to the Rumble Live. Awesome. Boom. So historically, uh, the British mandate for Palestine established after World War I originally included the territory of both modern-day Israel and Jordan. The, mat- uh, the mandate incorporated the Balfour Declaration of 1917, and which expressed Britain's support for a national home for the Jewish people in Palestine. In 1922, the British divided the mandate into two administrative areas, west of the Jordan River, which became the Jewish uh, national home, Israel, and east of the Jordan River, which became the uh, Heshemite Kingdom of Jordan. Those on the East Bank, just as the Jews and Arabs on the West Bank, were considered Palestinians, subject to British control and carriers of Palestinian passports. In 1946, Britain established the Kingdom of Transjordan with Abdullah as king, effectively turning a significant part of the Palestine Mandate into an Arab nation and leaving a much smaller portion, including the West Bank and Gaza, for Jewish statehood. The move marked a significant shift from the original Mandate's intent to create a Jewish homeland in Palestine. In 1948, Jordan, then Transjordan, participated in the 1948 Arab-Israeli War. Following the war, King Abdullah annexed the West Bank and East Jerusalem, renaming the country the Kingdom of Jordan, not Palestine. More than a decade later, in 1964, the Arab League held a summit in Jordan, and the Heshemite King uh, Kingdom of Jordan produced a stamp including Jordan and Israel, both parts of its of territory it regarded as part of the Kingdom of Jordan. Uh, after Israel reunified Jerusalem and recaptured the West Bank in the uh, Six Days War, King Hussein of Jordan insisted that Jordan is Palestine and Palestine is Jordan. Demographically, Jordan has a significant Palestinian po- population with the majority of Jordanians ethnically Palestinian. Many Palestinians either fled or were expelled from their homes during the oh, 1948 the Arab-Israeli War and the Six-Day War in 67. And they, along with their descendants, have uh, since lived in Jordan. In addition, most are fully naturalized, making Jordan the only Arab country to fully integrate the Palestinian refugees of 1948. 
Proponents have argued that since Jordan is predominantly Palestinian, there is no need for an additional Palestinian state in the West Bank and Gaza, and that integrating Palestinians into Jordan could lead to a more stable regional situation, as Jordan has successfully integrated Palestinian refugees. Yitzhak uh, Shamir, who served twice as Israel's prime minister, blamed the lack of recognition of Jordan as, pal as a Palestinian state to an accident of history. Uh, Reduced to its true proportions, he continued, the problem is clearly not the lack of a homeland for the Palestinian Arabs. That homeland is Transjordan or Eastern Palestine, describing a second Palestinian state to the west of the river as a prescription for anarchy. However, King Abdullah II, the Jordanian monarch, has until now emphatically rejected such proposals, claiming Jordan is Jordan. Um, and so this is the kind of conundrum that uh, people find themselves in when they're trying to deal with this mess of the idea that Britain uh, cut up um, this section of the Middle East anyways. And here you go. So everybody says it's an open-air prison, but it's not. You can literally, all you need to do is open up Egypt and open up Jordan, and then it's not a prison anymore. It's a prison because your Arab, other Arab nations have their borders close to you, will not let you in. Hello. The, you know, with refugees going all over Europe and Egypt and Jordan saying, no, you can't come here because they don't want Hamas and they don't want terror as much as they can help it. It's absolutely laughable. The same thing with Lebanon. Lebanon was supposed to be a, Christ a Christian area and, and the, the Muslims took it over and, and people like Brigitte Gabriel, her family had to flee because they were killing all the Christians there. Right. So there you have that. I've got one uh, kind of last video here. This is from Jimmy Atkinson in Sweden where he says we must confiscate and demolish mosques where anti-democratic, anti-Swedish, homophobic, and anti-Semitic propaganda spreads in Swedish society. Hang on a second. It's going to take me to, a minute to get this all back up because it went down. So I think I, first of all, I got to stop here, start here. Now we're going to attempt a screen share. It's the wrong screen and I'm going to try and fix it. Oh, I see us. There we are again. <laughs> Just, well, it's doubled up. Out. So that's right. Here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. Don't right. worry about it. I don't no, I've got it. it. I can play it. We just, we'll just do it like this. Okay. A screen within a screen there. Just add us. I might even have one up here. Here we go. Okay. Let's see if I can change this screen. That's really massive. It's not going to let me do it. Okay. Forget it. Sorry. We have, we're having technical difficulties for the, you get for the show you get? today. I could play the audio. They'll be able to hear it. No, I had two more videos, but I think. I'm sorry. That's it. That's <laughs> I'm show. so sorry. I don't have anything else. Ah. Ah, technical difficulties. Leah goes, do we need a new computer? I said, I hope not. I don't know what's I going on. I had three on. more videos for you guys, but it is it is what it is. Um, Let me try one more thing. Wait okay. Let me try one more thing. Let's try this. I'm sorry that you're having difficulties here. Is it this the one we need? Yeah. Okay. All right. We're just going to, we're, here we go. I'm going to make it big. I can't get rid of the mouse clicker. It's, I'm. I'm given zero options here. Över också börja konfiskera och riva moskébyggnader där det sprids antidemokratiskt. I know. I actually had two more videos here. This is um What was that that we were about to watch? I just read it to you. Okay, I missed he it. Said, I was so concerned about tech I did was not. Yeah, listening. the people heard it. Um, Jimmy Agazin is saying we're taking we need to take over mosques that uh, in Sweden if they're anti-democratic. Um, we're just going to take them over. I thought this was a cool little video. This is the Ethiopian Orthodox uh, Teowido te 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 Church. Their founding dates back to the early 
uh, fourth century, and so does their Alexandrian liturgy. Uh, uh, litur liturgy. liturgy. Imagine inviting one of them to your church's traditional services, or imagine thinking that English hymns are old by comparison. <laughs> video here is a um, school a Christian dance group Praise Academy Dance Barbados has been disqualified from a national competition after performing a routine critical of woke gender identity the tropes piece, uh, the troops piece, Speak Life, takes place inside a school science lesson and shows a 15-year-old girl struggling with her gender and sexual orientation. Then the girl reads the Bible and realizes that it's not a choice she gets to choose and finds peace in her identity as a female. This occurs while banners of the background read Genesis 5-2, God created man in his own image. Uh, and, and I'm going to, you're going to hear what they have to say. The National Independence Festival of Creative Arts disqualified the group. It was aghast at the performance saying it made defamatory claims and exceeded the bounds of good taste because it denounced various gender identities of the LGBTQ community via raging characterizations and expressions. As a result of the disqualification, the Academy is considering legal action, um, uh, from the Praise Academy of Dance Barbados said that the ruling sent a chilling message to Christians on the island, especially young students who do not believe in and refuse to conform to confusing and harmful gender identity ideology and extreme teaching. Uh, the disqualification of this piece on the grounds of discrimination therefore amounts to a ban of expression of Christian faith. The show is performed on a government-owned, tax-funded stage and marks one of the first known instances of Christian faith being oppressed in Barbados in public. The decision to disqualify and, uh, and the ruling issued discriminates against Christian beliefs on these issues and, if left unchallenged, has serious ramifications of freedom of religion and expression in Barbados. Education, mathematics, English, history, science, not gender fluidity. I have the right to expression of thought. So I say, gender is not the clothes I wear or the activities I engage in. Those aren't gender. Those are gender expressions and gender roles. So I say, there are only two genders determined at conception. Male and female, man and woman, boy and girl, guy and gal, XY and XX. It's not a choice. You don't get 
that's a pick. That's the science. No cap. Oh, oh, oh. While the clouds roll back and the stars fill the night, that's when I'm gonna stand up, take my people with me. Together we are going to a brand Wow. Yeah, so this particular, uh, I just I thought that was interesting. There's a little bit more to it um, in the um, uh, ad blocker. Okay, fine. I will unblock your ads. So I'm just gonna kind of. So it was a it was a few minutes. It was a, it was a skit. Sex and actually chromosomes. All right, I, I think you you want to know if at any time anything is happened different from what I just tell you. Okay, all right. Well, yes. Oh, he's a genius. Good job. Oh my God. Yes, sir. When the chromosomes pair up. Sometimes they do some funny things. Just like in any normal development in biology, sometimes, occasionally, something unusual would happen. All right? But with the chromosomes, you asked me a question, right? As I was saying, sometimes, when the chromosomes pair up, some unusual things might happen. But in the case of the chromosomes, this is rare. It don't happen very often. Maybe like one in every 5,000 times. I, I come to you. And when that happens, that is a good example class of history. I could choose my hairstyle, I could choose my shoes, I could choose my career, but I could never choose which family I was born into, my gender, my ethnicity, my DNA. I have the right to expression of thought, so I say gender is a biological thing, brain structure and chemistry that can only come on a spectrum between two things, male and female. So I definitely say There are only two genders Determine our conception Male And female Man And woman Boy And girl Guy And gal XY and XX It's not a choice You don't get to pick That's the science Where's the line? Far across the Might be hard to face cause I'm alone And I just might fail that I know that I've tried Sure as stars fill up the sky Stand 
and home. My parents are my umbrella. My parents are my filter. My home is my haven. My family is my shield. Indeed, I am safe when my parents are free to exercise their God-given parental rights. And I have the right to expression of thought. So I say no to transgender education. No to gender confusion. No to gender mutilation. I am neither agender, cisgender, gender fluid, gender queer, intersex, gender non-conforming, nor transgender. So indeed I say, there are only two genders determined at conception, male and female, man and woman, boy and girl, guy and gal, XY and SX. It's not a choice, one I don't get to pick, that's the science. Period. Period. I have so those literal... kids were literally disqualified. They are all the whole host of heaven. So that is what social children. justice should look like. And I'm very proud of them. And there is hope, but what is actually discouraging to me is the fact that 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 kids in Barbados have to deal with all of that. Yeah. That this cancer of this gender fluidity has gone, it's worldwide, it's global, and it's in every classroom. And the only way we get it out is by getting the truth out. You know, we are censored on Facebook, but you're not going to be censored for saying gender queer, gender this, I'm a this, I'm a that, and talking about, you know, gender mutilation. There's a story in the UK where a judge... Uh, took away parents' rights and granted a teenager the, the, the ability to get a double mastectomy against her parents' wishes. You can't get your ears pierced or tattooed without your parents. No, your parents are there to protect you and say, no, don't cut your body parts off. And I love at the end that he depicted that he has a right to be protected a by his right. parents. Every child has the right to be protected mm -hmm. by their parents because... When, as a society, we take away parental rights, mm -hmm. we are actually taking away the right of the child to be, be protected, protected by the parent. And what we hear over and over again is, but, but, but parents might be abusive. We deal with abusive parents, but we're supposed to say that all parents love their kids in general. Okay? We're not supposed to utterly always assume that parents are wrong. Okay, and in, in the society that we're in right now, we have to take a stand. And I don't care who says it's not a spiritual warfare. This is a spiritual battle. If you don't see that these demons are literally working on another level across the whole planet and that we have to take this on spiritually, I can't talk to you. Okay, I don't know what to do. And like I said, I've got friends who don't seem to care. They don't see it. And that's okay. You can catch up. Try to tell me I'm, a, I'm seeing too many demons. Barbados is dealing, that Barbados, who ever talks about Barbados, by the way? No, nobody. Nobody okay? ever. They have a dance group that is disqualified for saying that there are two genders. Don't tell me that I'm seeing too many demons. That is demonic. And the fact that nobody is seeing it on a spiritual level and you think that you're going to deal with these people on the level... There, it's too big of a problem. 
Okay, when you see it as a spiritual plane and you see yourself above, I'm looking down and I see these demonic nymphs and they all have the same message all over the planet and I can go boom, 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 boom in the spirit of God. But if you're looking up at them like, oh my gosh, the government and the schools all over the world just have so much power and so much strength. I'm telling you when it's demonic, then I have the answer for you. I don't have the answer if it's not demonic because I, get, I don't have a thousand years to fix this. This kind of stuff... Only gets fixed with like major wars that, that happen over hundreds of years. Yeah. If this isn't spiritual, God help us. If, We're if it, done. No, no, no. If it isn't spiritual, then God isn't going to help us. If it's not spiritual, we ain't got no help. Ain't nobody coming. We ain't, we cannot fix this. Right. Let me tell you something. There is no amount of uprising that's going to happen to fix this. No that's amount good. of it. And I'm telling you, the uprising that's happening in Argentina or the Netherlands or anywhere else is only happening because of Christians praying. And I Come will on. tell you that. It's not because of just some sort of people are waking up. They're waking up because of Christians are praying, you weirdos. Okay? So every single win you have is because a Christian prayed. Wow. That's good. Because the power of God is moving the pieces and it's not because somebody's going to come in and be your, your hero or your savior. Okay. It's because there are grandmas and grandpas and kids on their knees begging, asking God to change things. And when you see things changing, you're like, well, that's children are stabbed in and Dublin. Wonder, some Dubliners. You know, some of the things you'll only see in heaven. Some of the things you'll only see where your prayers help and helped in heaven. Okay. But I'm telling you, we can win this. Demons do not mean anything to Christians. But if you don't see it at that level, then you'll just keep losing. Amen. All right, you guys. So that's been our show for today. And I think that Leah is right, that we were in for a, uh, what was the words you, a wild and encouraging ride or something? A wild and something. I don't remember. What was delightful. wild? Delightful. I feel like it was delightful. So delightful. Remember, um... The central bank is going down and starting in Argentina. Visit ITM Trading. Okay. No, it's literally going down, guys. All right. ITM okay. Trading. Go to learn.itmtrading.com forward slash chicks. Okay. You guys, this, this, this system that we're in is crashing. Um, I will leave you with this. I put this up on, um, on our Facebook. I saw somebody um, sing a Christmas song because we've now officially entered the Christmas season. I hope you all had had a wonderful Thanksgiving for those of you in the United States. Um, we did some worship. We did worship last night. It was really fun. So somebody posted earlier today. Okay. I used to consistently sleep soundly through the night. The past couple months, I keep waking up at 3.30 or 4 a.m. Most often exactly at 3.33. With feelings of doom or dread. This is unaffected by routine or supplement. Sometimes I am in lucid spiritual battle. Very strange. Mike Cernovich retweeted it and said, There is definitely a strange energy in the air. Dread isn't really my emotional struggle. Mostly it's being flat or too intense. Been feeling those demonic emotions though, and others are noticing same, as well as 3 a.m. waking up feeling weird. Zeit gets change, not a good one. Wow. And so I believe... And I said this. Oh, I'm sorry, I still can't change. If the you or someone you know is waking up at 3 a.m. to darkness, they are being spiritually attacked. Yes. They need to first repent and ask Jesus to become Lord of their lives, then ask the Holy Spirit to reveal the open doors or agreements they have with the enemy. Unresolved childhood trauma, cult practices, selling one's soul for money or position. Lots of possibilities, but the blood of Jesus covers them all for those who commit their lives to Jesus. Do not go halfway. Okay? Right now. 
the 3 a.m. is the witching hour. Hmm. When Satanists and witches go and they pray to demonic entities or whatever. Yes. And so oftentimes people will wake up at 3 a.m. We learned this from Pastor Dave. And he two had two or three a.m. somewhere around two or there. three a.m. Uh, he had the a daughter of Anton Lavey stay at his house, and she'd wake up with these demonic manifestations at two or three a.m. If you or someone you know is experiencing this, you need to go to spiritual battle and plead the blood of Jesus, bind and gag Satan, cast him out of your home, plead the blood of Jesus, and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal any doors you may have opened. But I will also tell you this: the judgment has come; it is here. here. Is. Yeah. And so what happens when the judgment comes is the safeties are off. And if you have opened doors to the enemy, the previous bars that would kind of hold the demonic away are are just kind of lifted right now. And God is allowing um, the kind of the evil to expose itself and to eat alive those who have made uh, connections with it. So I am going to continue to pray and what, what this does is it will lead those who are experiencing this demonic to Christians. Help me. Amen. Okay. Help me out of here. Uh, I was having a conversation with Corey earlier today. He's like, those who are on the know, those who understand it, they're going to be safe. Those who don't understand it will not be safe. And what is this understanding? This is the spiritual war, the spiritual battle that everybody needs to farm. You need to get, you need to be using gold and silver. You need to get back to horses. You need to get back to all these things. You know it. And then you're going to get there. How are you going to get there? How are you going to get your land? Well, God's probably got some people lined up that are going to lose their land and you're going to get land. You're going to get your inheritance. You're going to get your birthright when you line up with him. That's good. Let's pray. God, I thank you for everything that you have done. We want to give you all glory, honor, and praise, mm. literally for the win of Gert Wilders there. Um, and I thank you for the win of Javier uh, Mele. Mele in Argentina. I thank you that we are winning, that you are on the move. And mm. the reason why these people are experiencing these demonic manifestations yes. is because the demons inside of them cannot handle the light that has come. Yes. So I just pray, Father God, that that light will shine through us even stronger and we will start to see more demonic manifestations and that the body of Christ will be equipped to cast them into the lake of fire to handle this, that your saints will be equipped for the working of the ministry. Amen. I pray that you protect everybody that's listening in the sound of my voice. And if they do not know you in a personal uh, relationship, Lord, that they will come to know you in that personal relationship, that you will speak to them in dreams and in visions. And then people passing by that they'll just say a word. They go, wow, that was God. I know that he's speaking to me. He loves me and he has a wonderful plan for my life. Lord God, may we be ever ready for the onslaught of evil that is about to be unleashed on the world and on society. And may we look to you and see that you are the one that is advancing this attack. It is not the devil. It is you that are advancing the attack. And may may we shift our mindset from a defensive to an offensive position. I pray that you're positioning people in the body of Christ to handle the amount of harvest that is coming in, that there will be storehouses that are ready, just like Scott Kesterson is is building a barn church in uh, Oregon, that there will be other people that are starting to build churches and ecclesias and places where, where they are ready to receive the influx of revival that is about to take place. And I thank you that government seats are falling and men and women of God are rising to take them. I thank you that families are turning back to you in a powerful way. 
that they are recommitting and rededicating to the uh, to the the dominion command that is to uh, to replenish the earth, to multiply it, to subdue it, to take dominion. And that we are literally bringing the kingdom of heaven down here on earth. And I thank you for overwhelming joy that starts to invade the hearts of everybody that listens to resistance Mm. chicks. That joy will overtake their lives because they see what you are doing. May our eyes ever be on the cross and not just on the cross, but on the victory on that open grave that you, you died and you rose again. Mm. We do not stay in a state of death and an attack on what they have done to us. We stay in a place of victory of the stone being rolled away and in life and prosperity and goodness. May we always be looking to you and be so thankful for the things that you have given us in our lives. Give us the ability to get rid of things in our lives that are not supposed to be there. And may everybody start walking in their birthright and their calling. Because when we do that, we are literally unstoppable as the body of Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, you guys. We'll see you on Wednesday for Revelation Red Pill. We may have Pastor Devonese, if we can convince her, to join our program. Um, Otherwise, we'll see you next Friday. And some in between. We've been doing a lot more live videos on Facebook. We did, we've been doing some prayers and worship. Go check out all the Thanksgiving And I think videos. Patriot Gallery, Gallery has done some videos recently. So Which go and check out the, yeah. the Patriot Gallery blogs that are out there. And stay tuned because I am sending out regular emails. I'll try to get one out tomorrow um, with all of the latest. So if you want to sign up for those emails, if you have issues signing up, just send me an email and I'll add you to the list. All right. We love you. God loves you. God bless. Remember, it's not just a conspiracy theory. If, if it's, it's actually, actually the, the truth. truth. Bye, guys. So